0: Log
1: Talk Radio. Hello and welcome to Action Radio. This is Greg Pengloss coming to you from the historic district of downtown Milton on the banks of the beautiful Blackwater River. And now let's get into Action Radio. In fact, let's get right into government inquiry since Brianna is right here. She started as a guest on Action Radio, courtesy of our Constitution reporter, Amber Kemper. Both Brianna and Amber are graduates of Patriot Academy, a place where young folks get to practice writing and advocating legislation and being legislators in a mock session. Brianna immediately impressed all of us as someone we wanted on the show with her own report. With an insightful mind, asking and taking on complex questions, and a growing skill in sarcasm and satire, plus her study of government, history, the Constitution, and our founding, all of her skills and knowledge combine into something pretty incredible here on Action Radio. And now, the Government Inquiry Report with Brianna Cannon. All right, I'm trying to do too many things at once here. (laughs) I got a caller on the line, so I'm asking our our caller to identify themselves with first name and location and what they want to talk about because I don't recognize the number. So obviously it's a new caller, which I'll get to later, uh, depending if they uh, respond or not. But uh, first things first, Brianna, good morning. How are you doing?
2: Good morning. I'm doing good.
1: All right. So what manner of world government tyranny shall we explore this morning?
2: Um, so, I want to go into um, the first part of the policy, and um, I just got to pull it up real fast. Uh-huh.
0: Um,
2: also, something new that I saw was a um, Amazon released a new AI um, astro household robot.
1: What was that? <laughs> they released a what? Astro...
2: Huh? It's called an astro household robot. It's like an AI robot.
1: Oh, okay. This sounds like the Jetsons. <laughs> does it talk to you? Does it have conversations? Does it do stuff at the same time? Does it have like six arms? Does it make breakfast, vacuum things, answer the door, you know, answer your email and, uh, and, and uh, start your car for you? What, what does this thing do?
2: Um, so I don't know everything it does, but it does talk to you and um, have like your messages and stuff.
1: Um, okay.
2: It goes around and scans everything.
1: Can you imagine if it was hacked? <laughs> Somebody and it started sending out bad messages. You know, like your boss. I hate you. You're ugly. You don't dress well. <laughs> you know, I mean, you know, you're an idiot. <laughs> I yeah. Mean, the, the potential, the potential is. You know, I always think of the worst case scenario with this kind of stuff. In fact, we need to. Uh, we need to actually do um Uh, We should talk off the air about this, but I'd love to do an AI conversation during the show where we actually talk to an AI. I don't know if we can get simultaneously on the same uh, website or page or something like that, but uh, um, let me know what you think. Let me know if you think there's a way that we can do that. We can actually have an AI conversation. I think it'd be hysterical and very insightful, too.
3: Yeah,
2: probably.
1: Yeah, you know, we've got some fun with that. Okay, well, there's something's happening in the news, um, which is really interesting, the, the the latest being the Durham report. Uh, did you want to touch on any current events, or uh, I've already pulled up my uh, my uh, Agenda 2030, or do you want to get right into policy?
2: Um, we can go ahead and go into this. I'm going to let this load for a second, though. Okay. So if you have um, something short or something, you can go ahead and go over it.
1: Let me just see. So, so quickly, I've got uh, just, there some things down for later because I got the third hour. Uh, But uh, the big, big things are, one, there's a James O'Keefe video, um, which is out with a a Fox News person talking about how they are uh, completely controlled by Pfizer. Is that the Dominion thing? Yeah. Dominion, apparently Dominion is, is either, go ahead. What do you know about it?
2: Um, he was saying that Pfizer is paying them and that mm-hmm. part of the deal with like Fox and Dominion was to get rid of Tucker.
1: Mm-hmm. So that kind of throws the first amendment out the window. <laughs> when, when a corporation uh, in a legal settlement agrees to fire one of their people, that's, that's fascism. That is the definition of fascism of the corporate government uh, control of any particular entity, in this case media. Uh, and so they've teamed up because we know uh, like the FBI was was regulating Twitter folks and telling them, you know, what could be published, what couldn't be published there. The whole Durham report, you know, about the uh, the, the Russia collusion, which I said four years ago, I said, it doesn't come out before the 2020 election. It's useless. Uh, and I said, it probably won't because Durham's deep state like Bill Barr's deep state. They're both deep state attorneys that uh, are government stooges. And sure enough, it took four years. But who cares? We all know Russian collusion was, it was a myth. So it doesn't matter that he came out with it. He came out with it at a time that uh, it's three years late, So you know, which was the whole point, was not to come out with it before the election. Uh, so they just do it now and sneak it in. Of course, nobody cares. But the other thing that's really scary, though, is that Pfizer not only contributes to virtually every news show in the country, um, that they actually, and that Dominion worked, and Pfizer work together controlling Fox News, but they actually told Fox, as part of a legal settlement, I mean, it's one thing just to say, hey, get rid of, get rid of this person or we're not going to advertise. I understand that. That happens all the time. That's woke corporate you know, garbage. But they do that. Uh, that's what NewsGuard and the Global Disinformation Index are all about is, is rating shows based on how, how much they uh, toe the Marxist line uh, and then uh, trying to get rid of their advertising accordingly. Um, and so to, that's kind of a very strange thing. But what's worse is when it actually goes through a court, which actually – so a judge had to take a look at this, right? I mean, the defense attorneys of Fox had to look at this. The prosecutors, or what was a civil case, so they all had to look at this. Now I don't know if it's grounds for appeal or not, but but Tucker can't Tucker Carlson take this and say, "Wait a minute, I was fired because of a of a of a contractual settlement of something Fox News did." That's wild. What do you think? better yeah. I know, but yeah, huh? Yeah, um,
2: and supposedly. Mm-hmm. Who was it? somebody was talking about it they there were a pretty well known person, and they were talking about supposedly there's something going around saying that Epstein was actually um an intelligence asset, and that's why nobody would like prosecute him because people were telling um them that like he's too high up for them or not to mess with him or anything.
1: Yeah, I think I think and that Epstein, what he was
2: doing was taking uh, people over to his island to get blackmail. That's one of like the I guess ideas or whatever that are around about that. That's something that I hadn't heard, and I don't know if I really believe that at all. But I don't know.
1: Well, do you think he was killed, or do you think he committed suicide, or do you think he was murdered? Let's go with the basics.
2: Oh, he was murdered.
1: Okay. Yeah, I mean, it's interesting. There's no, yeah. there's no equivocation in your voice. It's like, yeah, he was, he was, yeah, he was murdered. <laughs> like, of course, Greg. What do you think? <laughs> well, I mean, I, he and I agree, but it's just interesting. So Epstein, um, there's a lot we don't know. What, what I think, um, and I don't know the details, rumor has it, and this was, I guess, it is pretty well established, that uh, he has an island, Epstein's Island, and he brought folks like Bill Clinton and uh, Prince Andrew of England and a bunch of other folks, blunt here, they're having sex with women who were you know, underage. Um, that's, that's what they're saying. Of course, that's a crime. Uh, statutory rape, and and so the question is, how much of that went on? Uh, was that for blackmail? Was that because they paid him a fortune in money? Uh, and I, there's a, there's a weird fascination. We talked about this on on the show earlier. I don't, I don't know how much you want to go into this, but the the rich and powerful, uh, they tend to do things. They I guess I don't know. They think they can get away with it, or they have a peculiar attraction. But uh, it's illegal, you know, to have sex with minors, um, and yet here's an island dedicated for that purpose and they're either paying a whole lot of money or something's going on. Um, the idea that the sex trafficking, the whole business that goes on with that, and again, you know, I don't know how much detail you want to get into this, but I think that um, it's not that Epstein was working for an intelligence agency. It's that he had the goods on everybody. He may have videotaped them. He may have recorded them. He may have all kinds of information, but who is he a threat to? You know, if he was a CIA person, they would have protected him, right? They wouldn't have killed him in the cell. They would have protected him from being killed in the cell.
0: So yeah. that,
1: that theory doesn't really hold true. So so what do you think? What do you know about it, first of all? I'm kind of curious.
2: Um, I don't know anything, like, deeper than, I guess, like, what you said, or, like, just like the general idea of it. Um,
1: okay. Well, if you want to investigate it, feel free. Because just... uh, it, it's worth looking into, but I don't know how much you're going to find that's the problem with it. And even, you know, what we really need to investigate is not Epstein himself, but the, but the people that were there. And why aren't they talking? Yeah. You know, Prince Andrew, Bill Clinton, of course, Bill Clinton. Uh, I'm curious what you think about him because, you know, from Waco, you know, from killing all those people, the ranch civilians, which nobody seemed to cover except us and a few, a few other sources, but, mo- but we covered it pretty, pretty heavily. Um, but people forget that he was, you know, a mass murderer. Um, And uh, and he also has several rape accusations against him, uh, as does Joe Biden, at least one that I know of. And yet these rich and powerful, you know, it's like the double standard of justice. Why is it that they, you know, can do pretty much whatever they want? And yet if you're a Republican, you get uh, all these bogus uh, accusations. Trump just had another one, you know, someone he never met, you know, accuses him of – you know, doing it in a dressing room at Bergdorf Goodman or whatever it's called—I don't even know the store. I probably wouldn't shop there anyway. And Trump's like, I don't know this person. is you talking about? But even my own congressman, Matt Gaetz, had a bogus charge. Trump's had several bogus charges. Roy Moore's had charges down here in the South. You know, it's like uh, Jim Jordan. It's like whenever you get too too powerful, uh, the first thing the Democrats do is, is make up a bogus sex charge. And yet they themselves have a long history of some really strange people, Anthony Weiner. Uh, Weinstein, uh, who are some of the other folks that uh, Democrats have been uh, convicted of illegal, you know, acts. It's like, you know, what was that? What Shakespeare said, it methinks thou protest too much, you know, it's projection. Whatever they're complaining about is what they're doing. So the more they complain, the more they bring on these false lawsuits, the more you realize that there's things that we need to know about. So the question is, what's the value? Where, where, where can we get value out of Epstein? We can't bring him back to talk about him, but There is information that he had or he knew or that something that went on that island. Has anybody visited that island lately? Has anybody been out there? Is it a – what is it now? Is it a Motel 6? Is it a Holiday Inn? (laughs) What do they do with it?
0: (laughs) Holiday Inn. (laughs)
1: I'm just curious. I mean, I don't know. I never thought about it until just now. What what, you know, what is Epstein Island now? Have they like sanitized the place, changed it, remodeled it, revamped it, taken out the cameras, you know, you know, destroyed all the video, destroyed the the records, destroyed every, I mean, what, what happened? That's what you want to find out. What happened to the information? Yeah. will tell you whether he was CIA or not. Do you think he was CIA? And and for what purpose would he serve the CIA if he was?
2: Yeah, um Honestly, I don't really think so. I mean, it's okay. kind of like um, an interesting, like, option to kind of consider, but mm-hmm. realistically, I don't think so. Um,
1: hmm. Okay, let me throw one more thing in before we, we get into uh, our, our mix here, and that is the CIA, uh, Robert Francis Kennedy Jr., who I'm hoping to reach through uh, a friend of the show, Judy Mikovits, who's a friend of his. Uh, he, for, he, did, he wrote the foreword to, to Judy's book. Um, but so we may have, a, you know, I'd love to get him on the show, but we'll see about that. But anyway, um, but he contends as does Roger Stone, that the CIA killed his, his father and his uncle, in other words, Robert Kennedy, uh, and John Kennedy. And so. Well,
2: didn't the, it come out that, that they did?
1: I don't know. I don't know if it, if it's like a document that says, you know, we did it. I don't know about that. That'd be something there there's a good query for you. See if you can find the actual statement, uh, the verification or something like that, that the CIA, I mean, actually, right, so you look at Roger Stone articles, you can look at uh, Robert Kennedy Jr. writings. I mean, the, they've said so, but I don't You know I don't know if there's the actual declaration. This is like part of the historical record at this point. So I'm not sure how, how definite it is. But I do know also that the FBI under J. Edgar Hoover uh, spied on all kinds of folks. They tried to make Martin Luther King a communist. So he's, he's not a civil rights leader. He's a communist. Of course, now that's a good thing, but then it was a bad thing. And, and so I'm wondering if in the same way that the FBI used people to blackmail them, that the CIA used information from Epstein to blackmail other people, like Bill Clinton, for example, who's, who, could, who would have been easily blackmailed given all the illegal things that he did. So there's something to think about. Was Epstein, was he a source of information for the CIA on rich and powerful people, particularly political figures? That might be interesting. To yeah, remember. that
2: was one of the, yeah, that was one of the things that they were saying that they were using it for was kind of like a blackmail to get all this information.
1: Mm-hmm. What do you think anybody was blackmailed from uh, from Epstein's island?
2: From um, that information? Probably.
1: I mean, I don't know. I mean, I mean, that's has a anybody? Really popular
2: thing. Yeah,
1: has anybody disappeared from public view? I mean, blackmail is to get a whole lot of money. A whole lot of money and if you, if you if you blackmail bill clinton you're either going to get killed <laughs> you know uh... because they have like what between bill and hillary some 60 to 70 people who died mysteriously who tried to testify against them or things like that um... so that's one option well, the I other think that thing,
2: blackmail especially uh-huh. in government can be used for more than just money i mean it can probably be like hey if you don't do exactly what we're telling you to do we'll release uh-huh. all of this and you'll go to prison or something
1: Mm-hmm. Okay, well that's a good point. I mean, let's let's use more of that. Those, like, a, what yeah, would you blackmail a politically powerful person for? What would you want? The, what would you want from them?
2: Um, you could probably like control their vote. Um, okay. Control what they say. Mhm. Control what they do, who they see.
0: So you basically have
2: like your own kind of substitution within the government process. So if it was the um, CIA, let's say mm-hmm. that he was um, an asset for intelligence, okay. and the CIA mm-hmm. was using him for blackmail and information. Well, then the CIA has these powerful people that are involved in you know any number of different aspects, companies, organizations, maybe they're represented as anything. Well, now they have different ends at each thing where they can control different people in different places. The Central Intelligence Agency loves to get more and more power. Mm
1: -hmm. Did you ever um, look into the church hearings in the 70s? Uh, Senator Frank Church, uh, I believe Minnesota or or Washington, anyway. Frank Church did a series of, of hearings after the CIA abuses in Vietnam. Uh, and it's, you can still get the hearings. You can still watch the, uh, the tapes. I wouldn't watch all of them. You might want to watch a summary or if you want to watch the whole set of hearings, I mean, fascinating. I've seen a good amount of them. Um, I don't think I was in the country when they were having them. I think I got here just a little bit late. I got here when the Watergate hearings were going on. So my folks bring me to, you know, United States from Australia and I'm 12 years old. Right. And I walk into this country and go, Oh, this is interesting. They're putting the president on trial. Strange country. <laughs> so that was my introduction to the United States. Um, but um, the church hearings were fascinating and a lot of people have called for a second one a second set of hearings so the question is the cia wants power but do they want but i'm trying to think because you know me i really get look into motivations I and mean, it's it's not enough just to say they want power they want power to do what what would the cia do why did the, all right let's look at why the cia would have killed robert kennedy and john kennedy what what would they have gotten out of that
2: um I think okay. I think I actually learned about this one time. Can you? Okay. I don't remember it. Okay. That's well, all right. If I were to going to do my best to <laughs> remember of it, <but> I think. <laughs> right. Now don't take this as like actual fact because I don't know if I remember this correctly.
0: Okay. Disclaimer. But
2: I think I think John F. Kennedy was against like um, pushing towards like globalism with the UN.
1: Oh, he was and against globalism? I think so. I think so. I, th- I believe he was America first like Trump is uh, and like Reagan was. So Kennedy, Reagan, and Trump. Now, here's an interesting st- study for you at some point for your future show. They have a lot more in common than, than um, a lot of other presidents. Uh, in that They all love the country. Other presidents were kind of like loving power and globalism and, uh, you know, status quo and things like that and establishment. But those three really stand out to me. As very similar. And the fact that one's a Democrat and two are Republicans is relevant. But you talk about people of vision, and the two best would be Kennedy and Trump. Reagan, he talked a good game, but he really kind of failed when it came to signing the right bills. But in terms of Kennedy, so what was going on when Kennedy was killed? 1963. I believe it was 63. Yeah. Right after Um, the missile crisis.
2: I know that the '50s and '60s were like the time of the civil rights movement and mm-hmm. Cold War. Mm-hmm. I don't know what
1: else. That's okay. No, you're right on. Uh, let me let me know oh. what I I'll tell you what I know. So what I know or what I think about this, um, it, what I've heard is that Kennedy was going to scale back the Vietnam War. So who would care about that? Would Americans care about the that? What? No. Sorry, the, I didn't the, hear the, the, it. Okay, so so Kennedy was going to scale back the Vietnam War. He was not going to have a massive oh, okay. war in Vietnam, okay? So would, America, would the average American citizen think that was a good idea or a bad idea? Do you think, do you think American citizens wanted a big war in Vietnam?
2: Um, I think if I remember this correctly, people were okay mm-hmm. with it at, at the beginning, but then as it went on, people became more against it. Is that right?
1: Well, yeah. Uh, and the biggest reason they were against it, here's the weird part, though, was the draft. You know, it was the draft that caused the, all the, 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 the peace uh, demonstrations and riots. When the draft ended, um, the, the, um, the demonstrations ended. But the war went on for three more years because at that point we're all volunteers. So I think the draft ended in 72 when I got here. Um, and yet the war didn't end until 75. So why were there no protests for the last three years of the war? And the only answer is because the, the draft ended. They weren't, they weren't forcing people to go. People volunteered to go. See so that's the difference. So, so you, you know, say you were uh, uh, of draftable age and they changed the law. And so you had to register for selective service. Uh, and, um, and we had another Vietnam coming up. Would you want to be, would you, if you were drafted, if they're drafting women, would you say, great, I'll go. Give me a rifle. I can do that. You know, let's say Sri Lanka. I may mean, just pick a country. Sorry, Sri Lanka, if we've got listeners there. I should pick a place we don't have listeners, uh, you know, but uh, would you go, you know, do you think that our fight for our freedom would, would have been in Vietnam or Korea or the Ukraine or Sudan or Afghanistan or Iraq or any other place we've been in the last, you know, since World War II? Would you want to go?
2: Well, I also think it's kind of situational with the country. Like if the uh-huh. country is in a position where we're doing really good, where our economy is good, where people have freedoms and stuff, and we have the ability, like if somebody's like asking for help or they want freedom or something and they, uh-huh. you know, want, what, what, what was that? Was that um, the Truman Doctrine?
1: I don't know. We'd have to look it up, but it sounds like it.
2: But uh, when it, we had some kind of doctrine of like, if another country um, wants help gaining freedom and stuff, we're able to go and help them. But so, I mean, in that case, if we are in a position, then we should go and do it. Now, with Ukraine, we're not in a position to, and we're the cause of it, and we're the only reason we're keeping it going so that we can scam money through it to the Taliban. But so in that situation, you know, obviously that's not something we should have ever gotten into. But if we're in a good position to go and help somebody out, then, yeah, go ahead.
1: Yeah, the question is, what what is the help? You know, the only people we helped in Vietnam were, were corrupt South Vietnamese governments. I mean, that's who we're helping. And the theory is called the domino theory. Did you ever hear about that?
2: Yeah, well, uh, that's what I mainly have learned. But I also heard about this one thing. And I don't know mm-hmm. the name of the person. Um, I'm gonna have to go find. I'm gonna write that down because that'd be something that I could talk about. Um,
0: okay, um, sure.
2: Okay, so there was um, some kind of like leader in Vietnam that I guess um, was asking the government for help in this. And I think it was only one person, but I guess they kind of used that as like, okay, this is our open door to come in and help or come in and interact. But also, like, the domino effect theory is a real plausible theory because, you know, it kind of did happen.
1: Well, the theory was that if one country goes communist, they'll they'll all go. Yeah, they'll all fall like dominoes. That's the domino theory. So if Vietnam goes communist, you know, if Korea goes communist. But what people forget is, uh, and here's a a little timeline that's interesting, that uh, uh, Korea was split into two countries you know, at the end of World War II in 1945, thus guaranteeing a war, you know, between those two countries at some point with China and Russia controlling the north of Korea and, and the United States basically influencing and supporting the south. Uh, so then the war happened in 1950, uh, 1953, there was a ceasefire. The war is still technically going on. Uh, 1954, another country was split into north and south. Do you know which one? In what year? 1954. Ooh, I don't know. Vietnam, Vietnam was split, thus oh. guaranteeing a war. <laughs> okay, so so what I'm getting to is the, oh, yeah, the, the, yeah. The, the the military industrial complex. This is where we. This is how we get back to Epstein. So we're going to come back full circle here. So the military industrial complex, I believe, are the ones that are backing and get the uh, the stuff from the CIA. So the CIA works to maintain wars in foreign places um, to get their cut of the military-industrial complex. They would be the military-industrial-intelligence complex. And so when John Kennedy didn't want to go to Vietnam uh, in any large measure because the corrupt, uh, I've forgotten the dean, what was his name? You look up, you do a quick search on, on South Vietnamese uh, president, corrupt or corrupt president during the Vietnam War. I think it like GM or something like that was the president. And he was totally corrupt. He took the money and, you know, did all kinds of lavish things with it and, uh, you know, exploited his people and didn't care. In fact, I, I'm suddenly drawing parallels um, to Zelensky in, in no
2: Ukraine. No, Jim.
1: Jim. Oh, it's pretty close. One. Okay, good. So, it's still, you know, hey, still got a memory. But, do you, but think about this. So, so the United States was, was supporting a war that could never be won, was supporting a corrupt dictator who completely abuses people, who was living a lavish lifestyle. Um, against um, you know against North Vietnam, it seems to me, and tell me if you agree. I, I literally just thought of this that the parallels between Zelensky and Diem are huge. Zelensky was a puppet of the United States. Obama, you know, basically uh, rigged the 2014 Ukrainian election to put in you know a U.S. puppet administration, and of course we know Ukraine is the is the Democrats you know money laundering piggy bank. Uh, as well as a bioweapons lab, and a, according to Josie, you know, a, a human sex trafficking portal. So do you see, as I see, parallels between GM of South Vietnam, supported by the United States in a war that couldn't be won, and supporting Zelensky, our puppet, in a war that can't be won?
2: So for – I don't actually know that much about Diem, but uh-huh. – so I can't really say that I can compare the two very much. And the okay. wars, you know – I mean, since I am, I don't know, like in-depth to either one of them, I don't know if I can really compare them very much. Um,
1: we
0: can always but speculate. I know
2: that – I think yeah. that if – the Ukraine war from the very beginning was just a scam. And, you know, the Vietnam War very well could have been as well, you mm-hmm. know, just a money scam. But I think – now, this is just kind of like um, – Yeah, this is just a thought in general, that if we had actually won the Vietnam War, helped them win, and, you know, um, didn't have any kind of, like, stalemate or loss, then I think it may have been, like, a different kind of emotion towards it, like, if we were able to wipe that out. I think it maybe would have had, like, a more stronger opinion of freedom and of strength and stuff. But I think because we did lose and or we did have a stalemate, that also kind of fueled it as, a, as like a waste. And it makes you think, oh, well, if we didn't, you know, kind of win this, you know, was this more just a scam? Um, but also you never want to kind of um, fund a dictator either. But also that's one of the things I was learning about the Afghanistan war. It's like the whole uh-huh. reason to enter it. Um, I don't even know who I was listening to. Gosh, I really hmm. need to remember these people. I don't want to be like saying all this stuff. I'm like, oh this yeah, totally just, for just me. Take notes it's not as you for go.
1: me. You know, just take notes as you go. Or you can look up yeah. stuff during the show. You know, that's not a problem. Yeah. So anyway, okay.
2: Yeah. So wait, wait, what do you think about Afghanistan? The, yeah, um, the Afghanistan war. Whenever we entered it, um, I guess they knew that it's not a war that can be won. You know, because of like all of the different groups there. You know, all the people are just, like, against the will, you know, put in to fight. Um, and so what you're saying is that the whole reason to have the Afghanistan war was just kind of like, kind of like Ukraine, like a money funding, funneling kind of operation. Uh-huh. Where they, where there's somebody, who was it? I don't know who they said it was, but um, it wasn't an individual person. It was like a group of people. But they're saying that they were constantly, you know, getting rich from this war. They were profiting from the war, and that's why uh-huh. they had went over there. And they said that's kind of why they had set up part of nine eleven, is you know, fuel this fire of anger because they wanted to use money. And, it, and that was a bigger stretch, you know. But at this point, you know, no, nothing can be counted out. But that was one of um, things that they were talking about with it. Okay. Now I don't so know how that how does nine eleven
0: how does
1: nine eleven play into it? Now, you can speculate. This is called government inquiry, not government fact. I mean, the whole the whole point of, of, of this report is to ask the questions. We don't have to have the answers, but we try to find them. And by asking the questions, sometimes we get some very logical, uh, very interesting conclusions, and then we can go about you know looking for evidence of them. So, so that's the whole point of this is to ask the questions. The questions are the most important part. So, let me ask you a question. So, nine eleven, how would nine eleven fit into the military industrial complex and the CIA?
2: Yeah. Um... Well, there's been a lot of talk and stuff, and not only from you, I've been hearing it um, from different things about, you know, um, 9-11 and the Oklahoma City bombing, both being from our own government, and our own people. And there was something that came out, and they still can't find it. They said that there was a phone call released. Mm-hmm. Um, Where they were saying that they, the only thing that I had that they were telling me was that they said that they were going to blame it on the Arabs. But I can't find the full phone call to actually listen to it, even though they said it was released, which is super frustrating to me.
1: (laughs) Well, you know, the internet. So I don't even know
2: if that part. The
1: the internet gets scrubbed. That's why I kept that chart from the CDC that proved that COVID was over mid July of 2020. The death rate was heading for zero. You'll never find that chart again. The only reason I have is because I kept it. Because as soon as I saw that, I knew the propaganda that was st- going on. Go ahead.
2: Somebody did statistics of vaccines and autism. And one of the things, mm-hmm. was somebody did a smallpox one. I don't know what year this was or, or what year range, because it was a range of years. Um, but they were saying whenever they introduced these smallpox vaccines, mm-hmm. um, what they did is they measured it in one country. I think it was somewhere in Scandinavia, I think, Um They said that they stopped them super early, and they Uh were able to get rid of it way quicker. And then the ones that – and they have, like, a much lower amount of um, autism and, I guess, in current day. But I don't know if they – I think that part right there was a little stretchy. Um, but then they were comparing it to other places that consistently like kept it out for longer and stuff and it took longer and they even had, um, more cases of it. But, um, the other thing about it was they had a chart of, you know, when, um, like the year of different diseases and then the vaccines and when autism came in know, let me see if I can find it so I can get these numbers. Cause it, it was we'll just yesterday there, that I found this chart. <laughs>
1: At least spontaneous yeah. reports, you yeah, know, this is interesting. Well, while you're looking, um, okay. a couple of things come to mind. Um, as far as the military industrial complex, my view of them is that it's more important to perpetuate war than to win it. So when you mentioned winning a war, and this came up on the CNN discussion the other night uh, with uh, the lobbyist for the Democrat Party, uh, Caitlin Collins and Trump. And when she was talking about, well, don't you want to win the Ukraine? Don't you want to win the war? And he says, no, I want to stop the dying. You know, and the, the military industrial complex makes money not on ending a war, but perpetuating it. They made a fortune off Afghanistan. They stressed that out for 20 years. I'm sure Joe Biden got directions from China as to how to end it and how to give up the weapons and how to do everything he did to surrender. Because he basically surrendered. Yeah, I'm sure he was told by Xi Jinping, you know, indirectly by somebody to surrender in Afghanistan. And that's exactly what happened. Ukraine, the only reason there's a Ukraine war is because um, NATO offered uh, membership to Ukraine. And Zelensky wanted it because Zelensky is a puppet of the West. There's no reason for the Ukraine war. None. It could have easily been avoided. Trump knew it. Uh, we knew it. We had Dr. Peter Pry before, I believe he was killed by the COVID shot, um, talked about the fact that there were six points that Putin wanted but go to war. And number one was that Ukraine does not join NATO. Which made sense to me. If you can avoid a war by not having a nation that, you know, isn't uh, anywhere near us, not be a part of NATO, I don't believe NATO should exist anyway. It's too late. Let them defend their own countries now. But at least if you're going to have a NATO, keep it to the original members in in Western Europe and Eastern Europe alone as a buffer zone like it was before during the Warsaw Pact days. But they want NATO, you know, now they're talking about a NATO over in Taiwan. That's suicidal. That guarantees a Chinese invasion. Well, now that I think about it, that's probably why they aren't going to do it. So wherever NATO goes, wars happen. You know, They don't prevent war. They actually cause them. So NATO caused the war between Ukraine and Russia. NATO could very easily cause the invasion of Taiwan, which would make the, uh, the military industrial complex, banker, uh, CIA, government, powerful people, money spenders, borrowers, taxers, and everything else incredibly happy. They probably love a war between China and Taiwan because they'll make money on it. Why else would NATO want to go
2: Yeah. Ahead?
1: Yeah. What would you find out?
2: But also, NATO really doesn't care who gets taken over where or when because, you know, they have a different plan in mind. What do you think Okay, so here's is? the thing. And okay. I don't know if this is 100% accurate because mm-hmm. this was put by, out by just an individual. But, you know, anymore, sometimes the individual research can be more trustworthy than government research. Well, yeah, so, um, you this, know, this this might it, be it never
1: trust an expert. Check. You know, if someone calls himself an expert, they're, they're probably being paid by somebody to say what they're saying. That's hard to find an expert. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Okay, good. What would you find? Yeah.
2: So it says in 1983, there were 10 vaccines, and there was 1 in 10,000. That was the autism rate. And then in 2013, there was 32 vaccines, and the autism rate was 1 in 88. Uh-huh. So it went from 10,000 to 88. It went uh-huh. from 10 to 32. And then in 2018, there's 74 vaccines, and uh-huh. the autism rate was 1 in 36.
1: Mm-hmm. How about that? Yeah. What's it now? What was that last in, year? Um, last year? No, what was the last year in the study? Oh,
2: 2018.
1: Okay, so that's not, that's five years ago. All right, interesting. Um, Peter McCullough just made a comment on, uh, he was on with, I think it was Emerald Robinson, or he was on the show recently. He said when he was a kid, autism was one in 30,000. He says now it's like one in thirty. And the only thing that's changed radically for yeah. kids, the only thing that's changed radically is the is the so-called vaccinations. I don't even call them vaccinations anymore. They're poisons. There's no reason to get any of them.
2: Yeah.
1: Yeah. And even smallpox. Do we even have smallpox in the world today? Does it even exist?
2: Um, I think they heard somewhere. They're trying to bring it back. I don't know why, but... well, actually <laughs> What? I don't know why,
1: but. <laughs> bring it back? Oh, gee, wouldn't that be yeah. nice? Why don't we bring back the know. plague while we're at it? Let's have a real party. <laughs> what? <laughs> Yeah. Well, actually, it wouldn't surprise but me. But now i you know, small, Yeah. You know, smallpox is a bioweapon now. Starting. Uh-huh. Go ahead.
2: Yeah, because a lot of things have been coming out of trying to put like more mRNA and more vaccines within livestock and everything, and more wow. gene therapy. But yep. uh, a couple of states, I don't know which ones, but there are Some came out where states are going to start Missouri banning won. that.
1: Yeah. Where Florida yeah. too. I think There's that's just coming. one thing
2: that somebody made, and it's kind of funny, cause it just uh-huh. it seems like something that you would make, honestly. <laughs> and it was kind of like a, a joke. So it's like a, it looks like a bingo card almost. Okay, uh-huh. and it has different boxes. It's like a question and answer almost. So it says right. the 9/11 hijackers were the CIA, the OKC bombing was the CIA, the crack epidemic was the CIA, the underwear bomber was CIA. What is the underwear bomber?
1: Oh, someone had a bomb in their underwear. Uh, I think they blew themselves up. Uh, I know there was a shoe bomber, and that's why you have to inspect uh, your shoes 20 years later, um, even though nobody's ever put a bomb in a shoe again because everybody inspects shoes, so they're going to put it somewhere else. But the, you, you should look that up. I don't know the exact details, but something tells me somebody had some kind of bomb, and bomb makers are not typically very good at it, which is good. That kind of saves us. But And every once in a while, the bombs blow up. I think uh, Angela Davis Um Weather Underground, who's now a professor at University of California, Santa Cruz, uh, I think, you know, partially injured herself uh, with a bomb that blew up under her car that she was taking somewhere else. So, so bombers, fortunately, the only bomber that was incredibly successful, unfortunately, because uh, he was deadly, was the Unabomber, Ted Kaczynski.
2: Yeah, that actually reminds me. I saw this one thing. I don't know how oh. old it was, but it was of a news thing. And it uh-huh. was of somebody, I think it was like a Home Depot or something, was saying uh-huh. that he's going to blow up the toilet. And they called the police. <laughs> but he didn't actually mean with a bomb.
1: Oh. Oh, and they called the police? Yeah, he was just the being flush,
2: dramatic. The flush bomber?
1: <laughs> the flush bomber. Yeah. This, uh, you got to be careful what you, what you say now. The underwear yeah. bomber reminded me of uh, look it up. You know, can is, find that. Uh uh-huh. huh. Yeah. Oh, Where'd you go? The
2: Boston bombing was the CIA. The JFK assassination was the CIA. The Fort Hood shooter was CIA. The MK Ultra program was the CIA. The Nord Stream two bombing, bombing was the CIA. The Bay of Pigs invasion was the CIA. Operation Mockingbird was the CIA. Guantanamo Bay torture was CIA. The 1953 Iran coup was CIA, the 1954 Banana Republic was CIA, the 1971 Bolivian coup wars was the CIA, and the 2020 U.S. election was the CIA.
1: That's a lot of CIA. I don't think they're that good. That's a pretty long list. I want to go over that list yeah. again. That's fascinating. Yeah. Um, let's. So the CIA, the Central Intelligence Agency, what they're supposed to do is investigate in, and be spies on and have operatives in foreign countries. We're talking James Bond stuff. Uh, that's what they're supposed to do. Uh, but most of it's not on computers now. So they're not supposed to be, I mean, they have an operations section. You should go back and listen to my, uh, my shows with Claire Lopez because Clara Lopez was a CIA field officer uh, in the Middle East and in uh, Central America. She's brilliant. So if you just go back on, on our previous shows, I'd love to get her back on. She got busy. <laughs> she got too busy for us, unfortunately. Uh, you'll find her on One American News sometimes and a bunch of other places. But uh, you can find any of our broadcast pages. It has a little window in the top in the center. And if you just go Action Radio, comma, Claire Lopez, listen to some of the things she talked about. She's the one that told us that Iran was behind 9-11, even though there were Saudis that were actually flying the airplanes. Uh, she told us a lot of very interesting <laughs> things. So that was, that was an Iranian plot. Um, now. So the question is, if we get back to these, how much is our own government involved in, and how much are they taking advantage of something? So, in other words, Iran was behind 9-11. They're the ones that recruited the Saudi pilots. They, I'm sure they paid for them. They brought them in the country. You know, and I, when I was a flight instructor, it was, was before this. So, uh, um, you know, I, I was not anywhere near able to do anything about it, but I would have. You know, in other words, if someone came to me and said, you know, I want to learn to take off and fly, you know, really fast, I, I don't care about landing. I'd be like, what? <laughs> really? We need to have a talk here. You know, I, I'd be talking to my FAA. In fact, I did have to report one person that was going around to the flight clubs because they were suicidal. And I said, you've got to ban this person from, from all the flying clubs. You've got to alert them. You've got you to stop this person from flying. Uh, and so I didn't mind taking action, you know, to preserve life uh, of my, my fellow pilots and people on the ground. Um, but I had to elbow this guy and, and break his grip on the controls. And that was, uh, that was a little challenging event. That was, that was one of the more challenging parts of being a flight instructor. That only happened once, I'm just saying. But stuff like that just happened. There are crazy people out there, and you've got to watch them with airplanes. But anyway, if someone came to me and said, I don't want to learn how to land, you know, I'd probably be reporting them. In fact, flight instructors did, but the FBI ignored it. So why did the FBI ignore it? Well, because maybe they wanted it to happen. So in other words, did the government cause 9-11, or did they use 9-11 for their own purposes?
2: Um, I think it was a little bit of both, probably.
1: Okay. Because Claire says that Iran basically caused it as a, that was a terrorist attack, direct terrorist attack against the United States. So if Iran caused it, was the United States working with Iran? At that probably. point? Probably.
2: I wouldn't be surprised at their history.
1: Okay. So Iranian history is we supported the Shah, the CIA did. They had a secret police force called the Savak, which was uh, like the Gestapo. Which is like the KGB, which everybody in Iran despised. A lot of Persians uh, came here from uh, Iran uh, and settled here um, to avoid being killed. They were actually really were political asylum seekers because they really were about to be killed by the, by the Shah. Even the way backed the Shah, Carter backed the Shah and actually got him out of there. So then the Ayatollah takes over. To take a bunch of our hostages and Ted Koppel made his, you know, media bones by broadcasting, you know, for 444 days uh, every night. That's where Nightline came from. So he was doing a brilliant job with that because Carter totally sucks, leaving all those people there. Um, so then you know, Obama comes along, and you know, being Muslim, uh, you know, I think he engineered the Taliban surrender with China, uh, and I think he, um, you know, wanted all those weapons out there. You know, in the Middle East, our latest and greatest weapons, so that China could study them, the the, the Muslims could have them, and I think he backs Iran uh, as a Muslim over Israel because he hates Israel, and so I think that Obama—that's what that whole nuclear about giving the bomb to Iran, the nuclear bomb to Iran. So he wouldn't care, you know, that they were uh, that they did that, uh, that uh, they they took part in in the 2001 uh, uh, thing. Bush, George Bush wouldn't care either because he wanted the Patriot Act. And so I, I don't think, the, I don't think they, the, the U.S. government blew up the buildings on 9-11, but I think they certainly used that for their own purposes. Just like the left uses uh, anytime there's a, a mass shooting or a school assassination or anything like that, they use it. They use it to get gun control. The Patriot Act came from 9-11, but I don't think they would have blown up those, the World Trade Center on their own. It was just convenient that Iran wanted to do it, and they figured out how. I think, I think our government knew they were going to do it, and they let them do it. Just like I think Roosevelt knew that Pearl Harbor was going to be attacked by the Japanese and let it happen so that we go to war. That's why he sent the carriers out to sea, the aircraft carriers, because he knew he needed them. And all his battleships were blown up. But what people don't talk about is that those battleships were World War I. They were already obsolete. So most of the battleships, the, you know, almost all the ships that the, the Japanese sank at Pearl Harbor, we couldn't really use anyway. <laughs> so that confirms to me that he knew. So did he cause the Japanese to do that? No, but he certainly used it. So what's the CIA using now yeah. with Ukraine? You know, I mean, it, it, the, the patterns are all all there. It's quite interesting.
2: Yeah. But I'm mm-hmm. going to go into this. Um, since I've only done one, there isn't um very much for this one. But there is one thing that I want to go over, and it's all the different. It says institutional partners of this and it's the global so if you go to the uh, I guess the website more directly with like smart cities it'd be the global smart cities alliance let, let me pull that up and right
1: then from little there Global smart cities what was the rest of it alliance right
2: alliance.org
1: yeah I got a little thing here I got a tab right to it uh, okay. Global Smart Cities Alliance. Okay. Did I tell you about Smart Cities, uh, smart growth of the 90s? Uh, because that's really key to where this all starts. If I haven't, we'll talk about it. But uh, let me do yeah. Okay. I got it. Cool. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. That's. Uh, <laughs> uh, we're going to save a few minutes just for that before we're done. Global policy roadmap for successful right. ethical smart cities. Is that where I should be?
2: Um, I think that I'm like so many tabs within this, I don't even know where I am
1: anymore. Um. <laughs> policy roadmap, is that what you said? <laughs> policy roadmap.
2: Yeah, that's that's what I've been looking
1: into. Okay, yeah. let's look at that global policy roadmap. Uh, Our global experts from government, I need like you know soft music in the background. Our global experts from government, private sector partners, and civil society analyze policies from around the world to identify model policies for successful, ethical, smart cities. Which are how am I doing? So what do you want to focus? On? Okay, what do you want to focus on? What's uh, what's uh, piqued your interest?
2: Okay, so I'm going to go to these institutional partners and see if anybody you know knows any of these or just like to get a journal and watch them. Um, they are on the website if you go to um, about, I guess, on this one. And it says, and you have to scroll down. There's the G20 2019 Japan. And then there's a G20 Saudi Arabia 2020. And then there's a World Economic Forum, Smart City, and then there's a bunch, Mission Transform Nation, United Cities and Local Governments, and that's actually going to be part of this thing, um, ITU, Commonwealth Local Government Forum, Smart City Expo World Congress, World Congress. <laughs> um, open how, how and agile smart cities.
1: <laughs> okay, yeah. Open and agile smart cities. Catapult oh, that's connected yeah. places. Yep.
2: Cities how for all: money? a global compact on inclusive and accessible cities. What work Wait a cities man, How much money do you think? Results what for America.
1: There's like twenty. There's like thirty of these things.
2: Yes, like this. I mean, they sound like the same exact thing. A lot of them. Well, um,
1: who's funding World
2: them? Enabled? What?
1: Where's the money coming from to support all these organizations? This is this is a multi-billion-dollar operation. Yes. <laughs> okay, fine. Thank and, you. There's that. a
2: Commonwealth Sustainable, Sustainable Cities Network, Cities Today Institute, the Digital Future Society, Local Governments for Sustainability. National League of Cities Smart City Institute Japan Leading Cities The World Smart Sustainable, Sustainable Cities Organization G3ICT uh Fuxi Institution I think it's Chinese um
1: so we Good did, no, it looks City Foundation. Like that's a Foundation. that's a um that's a uh uh cherry blossom so that emblem is cherry blossom Japanese That's Japanese yeah Ah yeah. Okay. yeah.
2: Future of Privacy Forum and Open Contracting Partnership.
1: Well, those two seem to be a contradiction you see all of them right there with
2: those little okay.
1: logos. Uh, the O O, yeah. Uh it's weird. Uh Future of Privacy Forum. What do you mean the Future of Privacy? <laughs> Is there any Seems to be as opposed to. Those. All right, so we got all these organizations. The future so, of
2: privacy uh, forum is that all of your privacy is exposed to the government.
1: You can't click on any of these things. Yeah, I bet you it is. All right, so let me give you a nope. quick uh, uh, description of what the, the the original smart growth plan was. And so what happened was there was a, a big thing in the nineties and this is the latest environmental push, when they realized that the global cooling thing in the 70s didn't work and they wanted to scare the hell out of people. Uh, well, actually, that came later with climate change. But they wanted to have a program. All the uh, the urban planners and uh, civil engineers got together and said, we're going to create perfect cities. They're going to have what's called infill. In other words, no single-family homes. Everybody will be in a housing project. Uh, they'll all have their, their cubicle, their box, uh, and there'll be no need for – Um, cars, because we'll all have public transportation and bicycles, and it'll be, everything will be within 15 minutes. This is the precursor to the 15-minute city. And so you'll have your entertainment, you'll have your shopping, you'll have your schools, you'll have your jobs, all in this wonderful little community. There'll be no need to go anywhere else. You'll be able to live in your utopia, you'll be born, you'll grow up, and you'll die all within, like, you know, uh, half a mile. (laughs) whatever it was. Anyway. um, But that was it. No need for liberty, no need for freedom, no need for guns, no need to travel, no need to explore. Yeah, don't worry about it. Everything you need is right here. And this is this, this god-awful gulag that they had planned for us. Well, of course, nobody wanted it. In fact, I think I've still got a, a letter I wrote against smart cities back in the 90s uh, in my, my folder of, of, of fun stuff. But that was the plan. Well, of course, nobody wanted to do that. So then the left figured, okay, wait a minute. They're not doing our, our, our smart cities. We've we got, uh, we got to figure out a way to do it. And, of course, they all know the most important way to motivate people is fear. So they came with climate change. Well, the first climate change thing in the 70s, they said, we're all going to freeze to death. You know, Leonard Nimoy, you can look him up on YouTube. You know, he'll say, our cities are going to be frozen. There'll be 50 feet of snow, you know, death, pestilence, horrible, famine, starvation. You know, it's just laughable now, right? But uh, you can look up the YouTube. It's right there. It's still, on, it's still online. They haven't taken it down. It's funny. Anyway, so they realized that global cooling didn't scare people, but apparently global warming did. So they call it global warming. Well, then, of course, we found out there was no global warming or it was so minuscule it didn't matter. In fact, it's a byproduct of carbon dioxide um, being produced, and it's actually a good thing. So in other words, the uh, um, carbon dioxide doesn't produce the warming. The warming produces carbon dioxide. It's kind of backwards. But that's a good thing because a warmer climate and more carbon dioxide uh, actually increases plant growth, food growth, uh, more animals, and the world's a better place. So more carbon dioxide and more heat is good, but they can't have that. They want to scare you. So the very people that – uh, are trying to kill you with vaccines that aren't vaccines, um, tell you that the world, we, we'll, we can save you if we get rid of the carbon dioxide, which is just the opposite. You get rid of the carbon dioxide, everybody's dead. And they know that. So why would you think the people that are trying to kill you with vaccines would try to save you, you know, by getting rid of carbon dioxide? They wouldn't. They're still trying to kill you. They're just lying about it. So climate <laughs> change. So it's just,
2: so there's change. not. Um... Go ahead. Oh, go ahead.
1: No, I was gonna say climate change oh, which- uh, is the fear to get the original smart growth plan. You can look up the EPA. Look up EPA smart growth plan of the nineties. Still there or climate protection plans? Uh, Santa Rosa County, California, California. Where I still live, Santa Rosa County had a uh, um, had a climate protection plan, which always has the same thing: no liberty, no single family homes, no single fa- no single driver cars, no freedom, no freedom to travel, no freedom to be independent, no freedom of energy, no freedom of anything. No you know, that's that's it's all the same plan. They just keep renaming it. Go ahead. What were you gonna say?
2: Yeah. Um I I thought you're you're done with that part. (laughs) Oh I'm
1: done. I'm done now, yeah. So your turn.
2: Yeah. (laughs) So with this um I don't want to like go in depth to any any of this right like today. Um I okay. on it, but also now we don't even have time to. But I just want to touch on a few things. So when, uh-huh. for like anybody who wants to go in and read these and try and get a better understanding of this, you can go to that um uh, same website and um, the global smart cities alliance dot org. Whenever you go in there, you can go to the policy roadmap or the resources, whichever one. Um, It's probably easier to go to the policy roadmap to pick which ones you want to learn about. And when you go in there, you can see the different policies. And uh, the first one that I was going to go over with is this um, open data model policy. And if you go in, there's two options. And the first one will take you to a document. I think it's about like maybe 14 pages or something. And the second one will take you to a, a second tab of resources where you'll click that next box. This is Open Data mo- Model Policy. And there you can watch the video of it. Um, this document over here that I'm at, it talks about the model policy. And It has mm-hmm. different points that I'm going to read through real fast. The first one it says number 1 policy says a city has a duty to maximize the potential of the data it generates and collects making administrative and operational data available in open form can incre- making administrative and operational data available in open form can increase quality of life improve economic social and environmental outcomes and create more resilient communities and public services from collection to publication and use cities must maintain the public's trust and respect specifically an open data should, and it has these um, I think there's six points.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: This is provide a common reliable evidence base to inform the city decision-making and improve sharing with all levels of government and non-government organizations. Strengthen public understanding and trust of the city, of city operations and other information concerning their communities and raise the bar on external scrutiny and accountability. Generate economic opportunities for individuals and companies that benefit from the knowledge and functions created by open data. Empower city employers to be more effective and identify opportunities to improve services and quality of life. Encourage the development of innovative technology solutions and data analytics by a broader group of stakeholders. Anticipate and capture benefits from new digital technologies such as the Internet of Things and artificial intelligence while proactively managing any potential downside and risks. So what you think?
1: (laughs) Yeah, good question. That's a lot of words. Uh, I can put that uh, into like three words. Government managed lives. They've completely managed your life and they're using data to do it. So the, do they want the public's trust by asking for their opinion? No. They want the public's trust by managing the data so the public gets the information that the government wants. This is scary. Um, yeah, there's this, this
2: thing. I don't know which news thing it out, but it was about misinformation. And I actually I, I kind of screenshotted their points. They, they call them red flags of... Misinformation. here. it's I have right here somewhere. Okay, here it is. It's so funny. It says, "Here are the red flag phrases for misinformation." It says, "Let that sink in." The media won't report this. Make this go viral. Do your own research. There are no coincidences. They said, do your own research is a red flag phrase for misinformation. <laughs> of course.
1: Think for yourself would be another one. You know, be independent. You yeah. know, uh, America is not a democracy. I, I'll, just, I'll just throw them all out right now. So, <laughs> I have to interrupt to say, um, Marco in, in the Netherlands actually um, gave me the, uh, the website. I don't know if you, you can see your broadcast page, but it's got the YouTube. I'll, I'll, I'll share it with you after the show or sometime if I get a minute, but he's actually got the Leonard Nimoy video. It's on live chat, anybody, if anybody wants to take a look at it. He says, here you go, Leonard Nimoy. <laughs> um, you can check after after your report if you get a minute, to, or I'll send it to you, but to just go to live. Can you see live chat? Do you, do you do you have the broadcast page, or are you just calling in?
2: Um, No, I think I just call in. I didn't know you okay. could see the broadcast page while you did Well, it. pull it up
1: right now. Is just it go just like to, the uh,
2: normal recording?
1: Uh, no, it's a, it's it's a live chat, but you, do, you don't want to listen to the sound. You want to turn the sound on your computer off, otherwise you'll hear yourself delayed a little bit. But if you go to blogtalkradio.com/slash/citizenaction, which is our regular site, and uh, and then you play and then you uh, hit the first show, which is the one we're on right now, the one that's live, and you uh, go to live chat, you might just sign in. Well, don't do it right now. Do it to um, log in later. But uh, you might want to do that. That way, people okay. can you know you'll see the questions and comments that are coming in directly um as, as as you'll see the things I see, um, which is kind of interesting because I, I logged in when I did the Laurie show sunday night all right so let's let's talk about this this idea of smart city technology um, that's what they seem to be pushing here this is uh, responsible and ethical use of smart city technologies well, what, what kind of things would you think are smart city technologies
2: um, so I would kind of think about like there's going to be cameras, audio, access to everything online. We're basically, um, I think also the uh, chip, I think the mark of the beast will come in with this this globalization. Okay. Um, but with it, it's where basically you'll be watched at all times. You'll be listened to at all times. Mm-hmm. All of what you can say, what you can think, um, what you do, um, what you eat, every single aspect of your life will be watched closely and controlled.
1: So that's what they mean by? By, by uh, any kind uh, by of
2: technology.
1: By... Right. Okay, so that makes perfect sense. So In other words, they're going to manage. If the government's going to manage these cities, then they have to monitor everything that goes on in them, which means monitoring everybody. And how, how are they going to control people? What's What do you think the method's going to be?
2: Um, I think they might be taking hints from North Korea.
1: Oh yeah, in China, I was thinking the social credit score came immediately to mind, but total surveillance so we're yes, talking yes, social they recognition won't. uh how about uh, social credit and digital currency? What do you think
2: yeah that that's definitely going I don't even think it's going to be um a digital currency even per se. I think it's going to be you know this just kind of like score of how much you have, but I don't think you're going to have much of a freedom of choice of what you can spend it on.
1: Maybe they won't even have money. Yet. I think it might be never- more
2: like a ticket. Like here's your five cent ticket to go and get mm-hmm. this, you know? Hm.
1: What if what what if the I never thought about this so just now, but what if the idea is actually to get rid of money itself? So there's no private investing, there's no private corporations, there's no there's the, the entire monetary system is, is a credit system. Do you remember the company towns? Did you ever hear about those in the eighteen hundreds? No. Okay worse than slavery uh, i always say that to, to uh piss off the liberals but a company town was where people went to work uh, allegedly you know as mining companies big companies good job you make a lot of money well you didn't they didn't actually pay you uh in money what they did they paid you in script in other words uh it was like a credit uh, at the company store and the script paid your rent and the company store and the rent were engineered that nobody made enough money um, to support their family working at the company mine or whatever it was. And so what happened was people started going into debt because the company offered you credit. If you couldn't pay for it, the things you wanted, the store would give you store credit. Well, the longer you worked in the company town, the greater your debt. You ever hear the, the Tennessee Ernie Ford song? You know, uh, another day older and deeper in debt. Dun, 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 dun. I sold my soul to the company store. Anyway, look up that song. That was yeah, real. Yeah, I that, that song. really Okay, so that really happened. So they had company towns. So this sounds to me like a government company town. So you get, you're get you completely in debt to the government. The government is the one that there's no cash, there's no money. There's not even digital currency. There's simply script. There's simply a credit system where you get so many credits for what you do, and the credits aren't based on the work so much as they're based on your behavior and your thought. You know, right thinking is rewarded. Bad thinking is punished.
2: You know, it's so really they need funny. money actually didn't know that, you know, that was like an actual thing, like the company town. Oh, really? But last year in school, we had to ride dystopians from any decade, you know, in of the past, like any decade of the past. I was oh. like, yeah, I'll do it in like the um, 1800s when I started introducing like a little bit of like technological things, like washing machines and different things like that. And one of the, the stories I made was a family that, you know, got promised that the the dad would have this job at this company. It was, like, some manufacturing company. And mm-hmm. that he actually wasn't really getting paid very much. And that they were all poor. And they got separated. And they were starving. And they all had to work in, like, brutal conditions and everything. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that was kind of a dystopian. But, like, the story actually sounds, like, really similar to what you were just describing. I didn't know that that was a real thing, though. Oh, well, I yeah. I guess it yeah, can't yeah. actually count as... Yeah.
1: It's not dystopian. It's what it, well, it is dystopian in, in terms of it's the opposite of utopian. You know, it, it's, it's like the worst possible situation. Yeah. Um, but uh, but they're very real. In fact, if you ever listen to any of our Labor Day shows, we talk about labor history, company towns, people being shot on the strike lines, things like that. Um, Jesse so appears to be a couple minutes late, so I'm going to bring Pianki in the conversation here. Uh, I tend to want to you know monopolize it myself because we have so much fun chatting. Pianki, so you're on. We've got a little extra time, it looks like. So anything that we're talking about so far, uh, did you want to get in on?
3: Well, the underwear bomber was a passenger from Nigeria was on a flight to the United States, and he was Muslim. He was young. I guess he was in his 20s, early 20s. And he had a materials of a bomb in his underwear, and he was uh, trying to ignite it and it wouldn't ignite. So that's where the terminology came from, from that particular instance. I forget what year it was. It was over a decade ago.
1: Yeah, it's been a while, yeah. Brianna?
2: Yeah. I guess that was that thing about, like, um, you're glad that uh, they don't really know how to make bombs very well.
1: Yeah, a lot of times they blow themselves up. But here's something that's... Uh, but he would have in his underwear. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's, uh, that's That a scary actually kind thought. of
2: reminds me of this um, uh-huh. story that I just read a couple of days ago, more than a week okay. ago. But it was uh-huh. like at the border and stuff. They're finding a bunch of like terrorists and stuff that have come over. But also, they had found I think it was like five or six North Koreans that were coming over the border.
1: How did they get out? Unless they're working with the North well, Korean I think government.
2: They, yeah, I think. Yeah, I think they were working for the government.
1: Okay, so these are these are plants. All right, that's interesting. Yeah, um, another thing before Jesse gets here, you talked about, I don't know how much time you have, but you met, you had that big list with the CIA, and I wonder if we can go back to that, because a lot of those things weren't CIA. Some were, but I, I think some of them were not. Do you have that CIA list? I'm going to take them one by one real quickly.
2: Yes. Okay. Here, I think I can send it to you as well.
1: No, I do not um, have to do that. I just want to go over it on the show real quickly. Okay, so there's the nine eleven
2: hijackers okay I the don't,
1: OKC bombing Oh no no let's say these one at a time all right so nine eleven hijacking I think has been on this I don't think that was CIA uh, I think that was domestic either FBI or or Bush administration used it. I don't think they caused it. I think Iran I believe Claire Lopez when she says it was an Iranian operation, uh, but I, I don't think that was they might have cooperated with CIA but I don't think say CIA caused that Pianki, yay or nay what do you think
3: Well, I didn't know Iranians is plant
1: no explosives in, in the buildings. No, exactly. Ooh. So the demolition charges would have been our own government would have done Those that. Have been Americans. Yeah, exactly. Like Building 7. Building 7 came down uh, and yet no airplane hit it. How do you explain that? How do you explain an entire building collapsing when an airplane hits the top? Airplanes have hit buildings before. B-25 flew into the Empire State Building. Didn't collapse. Didn't cause that much damage either, except to the airplane. Steel yeah, aluminum. King Kong was idea. on top of the Empire State Building. That's it true. We forgot. King Kong was on top of the Empire State Building. It did just fine. You know what we're talking about?
2: <laughs>
1: yeah. Okay, good. King so, Kong.
2: Oh, my gosh.
1: <laughs> Oklahoma, well, we, we can't always be serious. Oklahoma City bombing. Bombing. Uh, read the New American. They have great information on that. They had a, a general who was a demolitions expert who said that the uh, the bomb pattern of the Oklahoma City building could not have been made by an ammonium nitrate fertilizer bomb. So yes, I believe that Timothy McVeigh set off a bomb outside the Oklahoma. Oh, this is your this is your neighborhood. So you probably know more about this than I do. Um, but I do not believe that the bomb pattern, that the actual explosion, the whole thing um, was was done by that bomb because the bomb usually blasts outward in a, in like a, a sphere. And it gets weaker as it goes away, so you have, like, a round, you know, basketball kind of pattern in the building. But if you'll notice, it's got straight edges, up and down, much more, ev- you know, evident of demolition charges. And that's the theory. So what do you think? CIA? Yeah. Brianna?
2: And I I heard something about um, – where did I hear this? But it was about where there was unexploded demolition that they had found.
1: Hmm. Yeah, you. If you want to report on what's, uh, if you ever wanted want want to, to report free. on that, um, feel free because I know you're. I know that's because you're in Oklahoma, so it'd be very, you know, very interesting. Oh, here we go. You sent me the chart. <laughs> okay. What's uh, what's next on the list? Let's see if we can rip through these. I'll see what's going on with Josie.
2: Okay. Um. The next one was the crack epidemic, which I don't really know much about at all.
1: So crack was a derivation of cocaine. Uh, and uh, now I do believe that the CIA was involved in what was called the Golden Triangle in Vietnam. So where Vietnam, Cambodia, and Laos converge, it's a triangle. It's, it's kind of like four corners here in the United States. Uh, and it's one of the best places to do – no, it wasn't cocaine. It was, uh, it was heroin. It was opium. So they grew opium poppies just like they grow in Turkey and Afghanistan. <laughs> Gee, what a surprise. Uh, so the CIA does have a long history of running drugs into the country and using that to fund their illegal operations, the ones they don't tell Congress about. So that would be that would make sense.
2: Yeah.
1: Okay. Um we got just one too. The underwear uh, bomber. Uh, oh, just yeah, So what was that one? Which bomber? The underwear bomber? Yeah, well I think we've talked enough about that. <laughs> um, do you have to go or can you hang out for a bit?
2: Um, a couple of minutes.
1: Okay. Uh, make sure we get, well, let's get your sign off in now and we'll just uh, have you listening uh, feel free to comment anytime though but just make sure we, we uh, get that in and then I'll play Josie's yeah. theme
2: this is Brianna Cannon with Government Inquiry on Action Radio goodbye
1: she started off as a poor child in Nicaragua living under communism and now she is a prosperous small business woman with a great family living the dream as an American citizen. Josie Cosby knows all about both worlds, communism and freedom. She knows where your dreams can come alive and where they can die very quickly. And so her report is as much from experience as knowledge, and her passion and crusade are very real. With connections all over Central and South America, Josie brings you the world south of the U.S. border from personal experience, living not just reporting, what's happening. And now, the Latina Report with Josie Coffey. Oh, Bri- bye, Brianna. Forgot to mention that. <laughs> I played the theme. <laughs> Buenos, yes. Buenos dias. Buenos dias. Good tan.
4: morning. Good morning, everybody.
1: with uh, Good Guten Tag.
4: A beautiful, beautiful morning here in Milton today. Sunny, yes. no rain, like yesterday it was raining.
1: I like the rain. We didn't, I, I went five years to drive yeah. in California. I love the rain. Rain is wonderful yeah so you've been traveling huh
4: yeah we had a lot of rain uh, coming from tallahassee it was like very bad people were pulling over and uh, uh, many people cannot handle strong rain but philip can drive through anything so my husband so it <laughs> doesn't bother him yeah philip <laughs> he loves <Yeah>. rain
1: <laughs> well and i learned to drive in new england in the wintertime so i had night i had snow you know i had ice i didn't care you know i get really good at it so and i used to just get my car on the parking lot the high school parking lot with the oh, first yeah. uh, snow and ice. Oh yeah. I could skid a car. I can, I, I was really good at skidding cars. I can bounce them off the banks. One time I, was, I drove up a hill too steeply in Lexington and it was a very start, steep street and I started flipping backwards. And, of course, and I, the brakes weren't working, right? So I, I pumped the brakes, and I keep my car straight. And at the bottom, I did one of those rum runner turns, you know, where you see them pivoting around and accelerating the other way. So I couldn't stop. I didn't want to go backwards into an intersection, right? So there was enough uh-huh. room. So I, I whipped the steering wheel around, gunned the engine, uh, flipped the car, and it's headed down straight and then hit the brakes and was able to go through the intersection oh, wow. front ways. So I, I have a stunt driver. Yeah, I have a flight instructor training. It's, it's, it's amazing what you can do. Oh, all right. man. So you went to a conference. I want to hear all about it tell me tell me tell yes me. the
4: the uh the re, the reawakening uh conference uh, with a lot of doctors a lot of tv people like you know like your show lots of radio shows lots of um, rumble shows uh not a lot of youtube because you know they don't allow a lot of conservative people yeah no, but,
0: there's no free uh, thought on youtube yeah a lot, of, media. Yeah, <laughs> no a lot thought, of new yeah.
4: media uh-huh. yeah it was good and i did get my um. Uh, back uh media so I was hanging with a lot of people uh a lot of times. Yeah. Not a lot of doctors, but some of them, yes. Okay. But it and was had... fun. It was too... Go ahead.
1: I was gonna say you had an action radio pass. Did that help you at all? We have IDs now for everybody. Brianna we're gonna get you one too. Uh I need one as well. Wendy's making uh, uh action radio press passes for all of us. Did it help As
4: yes, I was introducing myself uh uh from a action radio and people say, Oh, let me see. So I will show my little badge, you know, <laughs> So I had three badges. Oh my goodness. I had wow. a VIP action uh-huh. radio and I had the media pass. So was oh my kind goodness. Of
1: fun. Wow. Yeah. You're media. You're, you're so, media now. All of us are, that's, that's uh you know, we, we don't have a major corporation behind us yet, but uh, yeah, yeah, we're as media as anybody else is. So that's why we had enterprise House, We have press pass. And so we're, <laughs> You yeah, know, you get that First Amendment protection, <laughs> supposedly.
4: <laughs> so I was able Who? to give our business card with all the information if they want to be our guests and our uh-huh. show to many, many people. I ran out of okay, business name, name card some.
1: actually. Name some, name drop. Who'd you talk to? Um, Who'd you smooth smooth with?
4: Uh, I gave it to Mike Flint's wife. She was having breakfast with me.
0: Ooh. Uh
4: yeah. I gave it to other people that they're kinda of like in the child trafficking and they gonna get a hold of us. Uh but for sure, uh Gene Ho, he's gonna be our guest. Gene how do you spell show. the last
1: name? Gene Ho H O. H. O. Okay.
4: He is the um the the head honcho in charge of George magazine.
1: Oh okay. Yeah, that'd be great.
4: Yeah yeah so and uh and don't say I yo-ho met, ho, right of... don't,
1: don't say yo-ho i'm huh. sorry just, i'm, I'm just joking ho ho yeah, ho, right. ho. Right. <laughs> like like
4: Santa glow ho
1: ho yeah, exactly
4: but it was a very exciting two days uh event that we had very cold the first day huh. i think they had over 3,000 people or something like that at least where 3,
1: was miami is someplace where uh, you
4: go w- yeah this is in Trump International Hotel. Oh, so it was
1: inside,
4: yeah, so did very you nice. meet some
1: trumps? Did you meet any Trumps?
4: No, I did not, but the only one was Eric. He was there with us. He shook my hand uh just from the stage because I came to take pictures as a media right up at the front. you know,
0: did you get but, my card?
4: I tried to get a selfie, but everybody wanted the same thing. He just shook our right. hands, and that was about it. Oh, okay. You know, oh, security's sorry. all over, you know. Yeah, yeah
0: I'm
1: sure.
4: And uh, Laura Trump was with us, too, right there on stage at the same time. We were taking a lot of pictures. Uh-huh. Uh, beautiful family, beautiful family. She was wearing a six-inch high heel. So I'm like, how in the world can a woman walk with a six-inch heel? That was hmm. Incredible. How tall is she without them?
1: <laughs> that's the question. Is she, is she like 5'1 She's or something without them? Oh, okay.
4: She's pretty tall and she wore the heel, but she, still Eric is taller than her. <laughs> yeah. The Trump people are very tall. Yeah.
1: Oh, that's interesting. And well, then, Donald Trump's, how tall is Donald Trump? Is he like one, maybe? six six one, somewhere in there?
4: I think he's more than that, but his son is six. Oh, six, seven. six, seven, I think Byron. Really?
1: I'm not sure. Wow. Very well, he tall. towered over uh, Caitlin Collins, you know, in that uh, in that CNN attempted, uh-huh. you know, sabotage of Trump. So, were you there at the conference when oh, that when that uh, when that was it, when that was airing? I forgot what that was. Was that mm-hmm. Monday or Tuesday? No, when was that? It was last week.
4: Yeah, it was last. It was week Wednesday. A town hall or it, it was on Wednesday.
1: A hall. Yeah. Okay. I think the conference started after that. Well, Mike Flynn's wife uh, would probably be the most interesting person. Did you get contact? Or are, you, are you able to uh, – because I remember when you got, um, you know, Ashley Babbitt's mother on the show. She was fabulous. Yes. Uh, but uh, uh, Mike Flynn's wife would be I incredible. I
4: told uh, uh, her to please give uh, this card to her husband that I've been trying and trying with my husband's cousin. He's close friend with him, and I don't know. That. Right. They haven't done anything about it, but he is very busy, and I know he is. And while he was on stage, Donald Trump called him, so he put the phone on the microphone to <laughs> him for a little bit. I know it was cool. Uh, yeah, Mike Flynn has to, to come on the show.
1: Little... Uh, you know these people because I know they're busy. I don't. They, you know it's not to our benefit necessarily to have them on the show, but it is to our benefit and their benefit to have them take a look at the legislation. They can carry it to other shows. Yeah. And, you know that would actually be more yeah. useful for us. So I don't have to have Mike Flynn on the show. I'm not doing this for ratings. Uh, I'm doing this because that's he's the best mm-hmm. person to get the information out to people. Just like Robert Kennedy, you know. I'm still hoping Judy Mikovits, mm-hmm. who's friends of his, will uh, you know? He, he doesn't. Robert Kennedy doesn't have to come on our show, but if he sponsors our, our vaccine legislation, I mean, that yes. would be huge. If Mike Flynn just realizes there's a citizen legislature out there and contacts me off the air. So what do you got, yeah. Pangloss? <laughs> well, General that would Sir. Be great. <laughs> That would be great. So, so this is why I approach this, you know, not from ego, but from, uh, from freedom. And so as long as we keep that up, uh-huh. and hopefully people will understand why we're doing it. But if you're in contact with uh, Mike Flynn's wife and you talk to her, tell her about it. I'd be curious what she thinks of this and what, um, you know, can we, can we get Mike Flynn to, to look at this as a solution? Because all he gets is problems from people. Oh, it's terrible. Oh, the illegal aliens are running across the border. Oh, the drugs are here. Yeah. Oh, the deep state. And all that kind of stuff. And he never hears a solution. None of these people do. And yet here yeah, we, are. Yeah. we are. Yeah, nobody's
4: doing nothing. We
1: are. Yeah. We got solutions uh, to everything.
4: So so we had a great time. I, I don't even remember, but a lot of people that I approach, uh, there's a lawyer in his team that they're trying to do a lot. Uh, for our government and all that. And my husband said, that would be a perfect guy to give him the business card because yeah. they're talking about bills and all that. And I said, you will be a perfect guy. And I followed him to another room. where We were having <laughs> breakfast in one room.
0: <laughs> I and, keep following sure, somebody.
4: I'll give the business card to my uh, my manager or whatever. you know. Yeah, so yeah. we'll see what happens. Hopefully we'll get a lot of phone calls, whatever stack of cards you gave me, I give them all out. Oh them.
1: I'm sure you did. Well and that's that's now. what they're for, yeah. Um the only thing is you should always have a hopefully I think you have a picture of my card in your phone so that if people you know, if I you do. if you're with some yeah. yeah. So then you can have people take a picture of your phone, of the card picture on your phone. Yeah. I do that a lot of times.
0: Yeah, I Because sometimes that. I run
1: out. Yeah. So it's always in my phone. Okay. I
4: cool. did.
1: So, yeah, so do you think it, the conference it
4: was a great It was a great time. Uh, The hotel was awesome. I want to buy a bed just like the one I slept in. Oh my (laughs) god! And we're we're sleeping the bed because we want to see the name of the mattress. Well, guess what? It says Trump Home. I'm like great. Oh, it's Trump's own mattress company. The brand of the mattress. Trump Home.
1: It's Trump's own mattress company, or I guess he he probably doesn't have the brand name on it. They made
4: them for him.
1: Oh. Yeah. Oh. Yeah,
4: right. we Talk like to the hotel manager. So see
1: if you can so get an extra one.
4: Comfortable. <laughs> yeah. All
1: right. Yeah. No, of course call,
4: it is. Uh, I'm going to call the hotel and see if they can tell me where can I buy a mattress like that.
1: Did they have my, my pillows was, like, in the hotel also? Did you have my pillows and my sheets?
4: I didn't check on the pillows, but they were good. Uh, but yeah, I'm picky with my pillow. I have to be flat, and I keep with that ring around my neck so my head doesn't twist and, uh, oh. you know... I'm picky when I'm sleeping, and uh, anyway, but I wasn't picky when I was a young girl. I barely didn't even have any pillow. We used rags as pillow when we were kids. But you know, wow. the American yeah. dream spoils you. So, with good pillows. <laughs> but my my pillow guy was on, but I couldn't get to him. He went in and out kind of quickly, I guess, And oh, too many fight yeah. And he, yeah, Mike Lindell is like you know.
1: someday, Jesse, uh, Someday, Mike Lindell will call us and say, I've heard all about your citizen legislature. Yeah, I heard all about yeah. you guys. Yeah, I want to get you on the show. Yeah, I, I got to work on my Mike Lindell impression. But yeah, you know, we're, we, we'll get there I, at some point.
4: I I did buy a lot of, uh, I buy more sheets uh, because they were $79, which is cheap. I usually pay $99 on sale, which I thought that was a good deal, but 79 I love. And the towels. Usually I get excited when I get them for thirty nine ninety eight each, but they were selling them for twenty five dollar, which I was like, oh my god, I can't believe it. So, they are the best towels you can buy.
1: Mm-hmm. Right. I, I guess I have a bunch of stuff. You know, actually, I got some samples because we're an affiliate. You know, Go our ahead. discount code is WYL. So if you ever want to buy anything from uh, mm-hmm. from Mike Lindell, just use our discount code WYL, and that'll help uh, help us out here. If you're going to yeah, buy it anyway, yeah. you know, and tell all your friends too. So yeah. if they're going to buy, you know, Mike Lindell stuff, then uh, use our discount code W Y L. We also have Strikeforce, which yeah. is doing pretty well for us now. Strikefor- People are buying Strikeforce Cold energy and drinks and uh, that's helping out. Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. So there's, uh, I'm definitely getting some, uh, uh, some, some uh, assistance there. Uh, and the also, who else do we have? We've got three of them. Um, we've got, uh, what great about care- the gun? I'm still working on the guns. We don't have a gun company yet. I, I would love to get, you know, Ruger <laughs> or Glock. You know, sponsoring Action Radio. No, um, I mean I want... the
4: shooting range, the shooting range. That you oh,
1: advertise. stand How your you ground.
0: Doing with
1: that? Good. Stand your ground. Yeah. It's doing. Well, that's more for them. Um. So they're 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 doing some stuff with us already too. In fact, we're going to have an Action Radio day. For those who don't know, Stand Your Ground is a new shooting range in um, in Milton, Florida. They don't have the range set up just yet. Archery. In fact, I've got a i have got I got to get a new bow component. I, I broke one uh, trying to restring it, but I think it was old. So I got to get new limbs for my recurve bow. But they have paintball, archery. Uh-huh. You learn how to. Act. I learned how to axe throw. I got to use a flamethrower there. I, I've done some really cool stuff there. <laughs> it's really good. They have Krav Maga classes. They have security classes. And so I'll play their commercial probably in, uh, at the end of your hour. Um, but uh, yeah, but our, our affiliates, you know, they're all. We don't have an affiliate to, uh, thing with them with uh, Stand Your Ground. Uh, just like Florida Stars Automotive, we, we just advertise them because they're 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 partners yeah. with the here at Action Radio. Yeah. But uh, the affiliates are Strikeforce, uh, Mike Lindell, My Pillow, and uh, Grace Care. Anyway, commercial over. <laughs> Back to you.
4: All right. So, so I wanted to share with uh, our audience, our faithful people listening to us. Title 42 ended on Thursday at midnight. Mm-hmm. So let me tell you, it is a chaos. It is overwhelming in a lot of countries. Everybody's coming because now mm-hmm. the borders are wide open. And it is it is disgusting what they're doing uh, to a lot of children coming through. I was talking to a 26-year-old uh, Cuban, beautiful, beautiful young girl. Now she's a manager within six months that she got here in Miami. She's a manager to this Cuban, uh, Cuba, Havana. Uh, restaurant very very good food i wish they can open a restaurant here i yeah we need to open a restaurant
1: it. here yeah work on that job we
4: really do we really <laughs> really do
1: call your my and friend. she
4: was telling me yeah she was telling me she left her and her husband they had everything ready to go for her son 2 4 year old kid but mm-hmm. at the last minute like if got all her, don't bring him through uh so she left the little boy with her parents so her and her husband came from cuba directly to nicaragua and from nicaragua to all those other central american countries to mexico and uh, the coyotes were bringing all the way uh for a total of ten thousand dollars each husband and wife and then uh to cross the borders they have to swim a a little bit in different area but then to come uh through the border uh she said there were 150 people in a container no air no buckets to go to the bathroom at all many people were faint fainting almost dying
0: of course they were barely
4: any it, it was horrible she says uh she said before she got to the container she said one of the cartels because the coyotes are doing all the work and the cartels get all the money and mm-hmm. the coyotes she said they only get a small percentage And she said one of the cartels were kind of like handling her a little bit, touching her, but she didn't say anything because they have weapons. And she didn't want nothing to happen, so she let it go. But thank God, because she's a beautiful, beautiful girl. She's lucky to be in Miami, actually. And uh, so she said for eight hours, 150 people were inside that container. She said there were people from Haiti, from Argentina, from Chile, from all over the world, she says, but mainly a lot of uh, 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 Venezuelans in Cuba, Nicaraguans were inside that container. Uh, She said about four or five people fainted. There's not much they can do because, Mm -hmm. you know, they're they're close in, pitch black in their, you know, sealed uh, container. Uh, But she's so grateful and thankful that she made it. And she said they uh, they arrested them, both of them, and they released her immediately. But her husband, they kept him for three days. And after three days, they sent him to Miami. So they didn't have to pay for any bus fares or anything. Our government is shipping him. Where do you want to go? I want to go to Miami. I got my father over there. I want to go to my aunt. So, you know, so our tax dollars, transporting them. Once they get arrested and do all the Well,
1: Cubans are different. Cubans actually are uh, asylum seekers, you know, so that's, that's mm-hmm. not like all these other people that are coming here just so that we'll pay for them to have a nice lifestyle. So, as I say, they're not coming for a better life, they're coming for our better life, you know, for us to pay yeah. for them, which is very different. I got a question. Would... Yeah. Uh-huh.
4: Yeah. Go ahead. Go ahead.
1: Well, I was thinking about, uh, we were talking about how bad the situation is. I'm wondering, cause we always hear about the Democrats going overboard. They always do. They always go too far. And so there mm-hmm. are so many people crossing the border. The problem is so bad in the cities. If they just were sneaking people in, you know, thousands, you know, thousands at a time kind of mm-hmm. sneak, like they were doing before, before Title 42, yeah. and it was bad. But people, they were kind of being absorbed. And like I, I've seen the illegals gathering in, in street corners and pace already in some different places. Uh, and so the, it reminds it started to remind me of California where how the illegals would hang out at Home Depot and wait for the pickup truck to, for the day labor. You're going to see that around town, too, if it's not already happening.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, but what I'm thinking is, and I'm curious what you think about this, that they've gone so overboard. They brought in so many people. That, and the problem is so obvious. Everybody knows about it. That it's going to backfire on them because there's so many people. Even the Democrat cities, the sanctuary cities, can't take as many people as are coming in because they're just – they went so far overboard. And I guess they're figuring whatever they get in now is going to be good. Because, you know, once Trump cuts it off and they figure these people are going to stay and I'm thinking they're not going to stay. In fact, I wrote a whole plan um, that I've been going over the last couple of days, Friday and Monday, for how to get rid of these people, how to send them back and not round, not have to round them up, you know, using civil asset forfeiture uh, and uh, detailing all the um, uh, the the federal agents, all 287,000 armed agents, you know, make them all ICE agents. Uh, So there are ways to do this. But what do you think? Do you think they uh, overextended a little bit and they just drawn so much attention to themselves that it's gonna backfire ultimately? Or what do you think?
4: Care at this point okay. because they know game is over for the Democrat Party. Uh it's coming. And the Republican Party, some of them, uh they're gonna be gone. Uh but the way they're gonna track these people are gonna kind of mm-hmm. have an idea now. Uh everybody's getting a free phone. And that's how Donald Trump set it up. Yeah, I didn't know that. So everybody's getting oh, that's a free phone. They're excited about it. They're a free phone because this Cuban girl told me she has a a, a free phone from the government. She said she was so excited. excited. Um, so even my sister had a phone in Miami, my lazy sister. She said, I, I got an Obama phone, and, but whatever. So Donald Trump set it all up where all these illegals will get free phone. And I guess that's the So what why would...
1: Happened. Why would the Brandon insurrection, the illegal government, and we'll get into this in the third hour, the seditious conspiracy, the real one, you know, why would they allow Trump to get free phones to everybody so they can be tracked? That doesn't make sense.
4: Um, I, don't think, I don't think these people are too smart. I don't think they think about it. They're just thinking about, oh, how much Free we, we we can give to the illegals coming in to make us look good. You know. Well, what do they
1: think the phones so came I from? You know, uh, someone had to bring them in.
4: No, it's, so, it's 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 put in the law, whatever whatever rules or whatever crap they got going on. You know what I mean? They don't even think about it. They, but Donald Trump has done a lot of stuff to trap them, and it's coming. Trust me, trust me, trust me. It's coming. There was a lot saying uh, at the uh, at the. Uh, rally, not at the rally, but at the event that we were, uh, a lot of people with different information. I don't remember every word or every little thing, but we just have to be ready, prepare uh, for a lot uh, that is coming. And a lot of the patriots know that's why they're not in the streets fighting against this government. You know how a lot of times nobody's doing anything. It's all well planned, and they're being patient, and it's hard to believe. But there's a lot. No, it's impossible
1: coming. to believe, Josie. It's, I know, if they're they not going to do something by now, if they haven't done something by now.
4: They will. Yes.
1: Yeah. It's, it's, you know, yeah. at, at what point it becomes the point where it's too late to do anything? What and if the brand insurrection gets so powerful? You know, what if the, the insurrection gets so powerful that they steal the election again? We're waiting for them to be arrested and no. they never were. You know, it's got to happen before yeah, the, the but, 2020 election. So when? So yeah. when would be the optimum? I think the optimum time would have been, you know, two years ago, right after the uh, the twenty twenty election, you know, before the yeah. before January twentieth. That would have been the time to so, do it. You arrest him as soon as you, you know, that way, Brandon would have been in, uh, installed, and Trump would have gotten his his my, proper seat.
4: A, yeah, I agree. Right? but They got their but, plan. So hey, I'm not Trump. I'm not the intelligent military. I'm not the other guys leading the situation. But it's all going on. And also they had a. They had a speaker talking about child trafficking The Biden is trafficking all these children. There are 70,000 children vanished, missing right now. A lot of the illegal kids that they brought in, and they got a lot of evidence how they're trafficking a lot of these kids. And it is very sad uh, what is happening. She was describing some of the children uh, <clears throat> being uh, uh, raped. So many times that this eight-year-old little boy, now he has to wear a diaper because his bowel movement are gone completely. Wow. Uh, it is disgusting. Uh, this lady was almost in tears sharing a lot of child trafficking, the Bidens, and all these corrupt people have been doing, and they're working together with the cartels. And this has been going on for, for a long time, years and years. This not just happened uh, two years ago. This has been going on for a long time. That's what they murdered the president from Haiti uh, because he was going to expose been going on with our government. Our government is behind a lot of the child trafficking, a lot of the drugs. They want a lot of Americans right now uh, uh, hooked with the fentanyl to destroy young Americans. Uh, This has been going on for many years. All so oh, All
1: let's talk drug. about fentanyl. Fentanyl is interesting. So why is it in our country? I mean, it comes in through Mexico, but aren't there Mexicans, you know, addicted to fentanyl? Or is, is I mean, it comes from China originally to the Mexican? You don't
4: hardly see. You don't hardly see a lot of Mexican Spanish people because they know, they know if you touch your stuff, it's probably going to kill you.
0: Yeah, okay.
4: and also I hear a lot of the stories from the nurses that come in that as young as 14, they're coming in messed up in the hospital. I mean, bad. And uh, I see them them across my uh, shopping center. They're bending over for 30, 40 minutes without moving, like if they're picking up something and they're kind of like frozen like that. Really? And you see them right across my street over there by the shopping center.
1: And that's fentanyl, you think?
4: Oh, yeah, definitely. Yeah.
1: I've never heard mm-hmm. that. So yeah. it paralyzes people for like 45 minutes?
4: Oh, more. Yeah. Yeah. And, and there was a guy right outside my 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 uh, lot right there because I have like railroad ties so the cars don't go over the, the edge of the sidewalk and all that. So I right. make it a little taller. And there was a guy sitting right there. He must have been over like that like if he was dead for at least 25 minutes or so. My husband came with water because he was... He didn't know what to do for the guy. And he's trying to wake him up, and the guy cannot wake up. And then all of a sudden, he's like, like, he's, he's like, where am I, you know? And then he went back to normal again. And so what can you do? But this is an agenda that our government is, hes they've been doing this on purpose, 100%. Yeah, our government is behind this. But now let's go back to uh, the talk in miami everywhere okay. i went they're upset that ron DeSante is enforcing the laws they're hating them they're upset uh they're making comments about that it's not right that ron DeSante wants to deport all these people and this bringing this law and all that you know and uh, <laughs> i said well what do you expect you came illegal i told this guy i said you know and donald trump is going to deport millions a million it's gonna be massive and he probably he going to he do would. do it and there was some people
1: let's talk about that how, how, how do people but think Obama he's gonna do did. it
4: but Obama, well, Obama did deported people
1: yeah he deported people the, yeah. the old-fashioned way rounded up and sent him out of here so no,
4: Donald, how was Obama Wait, wait. what Obama did is he was knocking door-to-door mm-hmm. uh, when he came in an office and and before he left he deported a total of twenty four uh million illegals and
1: Wait, they, a minute, twenty four million? They... Twenty four million illegals? Are you sure about that?
4: Oh, twenty four thousand. I I don't know if it was twenty four thousand. Oh big difference. No, twenty four thousand. Twenty four thousand. <laughs> that's a couple of zeros.
1: Okay. So that makes more sense. Yeah, right. yeah, that's still that's a drop 000, in the bucket. Yeah. That's a drop in the bucket. Yeah,
4: twenty four thousand. Yeah.
1: It was twenty four
4: thousand right. because they came knocking at the door of my nephew but my nephew was legal. He 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 has resident and he was here since 1985.
1: So the uh, the IN, the uh, immigration and customs enforcement ICE they came knocking on this door. Yes, yeah. at three in oh. the
4: morning.
0: Yeah. Well,
1: of course they they, yeah. they have terrible they have terrible uh, rudeness. They they come at odd hour. They're they're really bad. That's why I tell the FBI, yeah. if you're gonna raid my place. You know, call me ahead of time. I'll make coffee. We can talk. You know, have a nice time. And, <laughs> yeah, uh, right. Yeah, it, yeah, exactly. And, I'll, ah, you know, you and, and if they want to know what's uh, what's on my computer, just listen to the show. It's all there. I don't hide anything. There <laughs> you go. Mm-hmm.
4: So everybody's uh-huh. upset talking about this new law with Ron DeSanti and all that and not happy So which, which new
1: law? Oh, yeah. you're talking about E-Verify? The, the, that's actually E-Verify Lite, I call it, because it's nowhere near as strong as the original version. So why are they objecting? Yeah, oh, to e- no, who's objecting to E-Verify? Yeah, So let's, let's talk about E-Verify because that's a really good topic. We did a show on it earlier while you were away. So what's, what's oh, okay. uh No, it's all right. No, it doesn't mean we can't. Can. I, I want to get your take on it. Um, so so what what have you heard and what are they objecting to and what do you know about the E-Verify, the, the Florida law?
4: I don't know a lot about it. I haven't read a lot about it but I just heard what people were talking about and complaining like at a supermarket that I went shopping right in Little Havana. I was trying to get Cuban bread and come out of fruit and then we went to a Nicaraguan uh, restaurant they were talking about it too we started talking to some of the waitresses there too so it's just well back in the old days that I remember if you hire an illegal they will be giving you a fine now it's not as bad like you say it's like it's <laughs> not as bad as it's
1: before. nothing well do you know what the I fine know. is Do you know what the fine is
4: thousand dollars per day.
1: Right. So if you're a mm-hmm. if you're a a national housing construction company, and you've got you know several hundred housing developments in Florida. Let's let's pick on some names here. D H Horton, sure. Adams Homes, some of the big ones, the big home contractors that you know, you know, they've got illegals working for them. You know they do. Now. If they're only paying $1,000 a day in a fine, how much do you think they're saving by not hiring Americans, by hiring cheap labor? Millions per day, maybe? A couple of million dollars a day? Oh, yeah, people for them to pay $1,000 per day.
4: Exactly.
1: This is not an e-verify law. That's exactly the point I was going to get to, but perfect. Thank you very much. Um, That's the whole point. That $1,000 is not a fine. It should be $1,000 per illegal alien per day.
4: That's what we need to find out.
1: Yeah. Or what I would rather do? Find
4: out. I don't know if it's per person or
1: just by
0: breaking the law.
1: No, it's per day. It's a thousand dollars total per day. That's not a fine, that's a gift.
0: Okay.
1: That's a gift. Yeah. That's a, that's why this is not a good law. In fact it should have been vetoed by by uh, the Senate. But he can't go he can't politically veto e verify because then he looks bad, even though the e verify bill that the uh, the, the Republican controlled legislature of Florida, by the way, uh sent him. In fact it's a lot worse. Now here's my if you go to my solution, and if you look at my if you get a chance to read uh, my latest substack, you know, the, the Action Radio comprehensive plan to remove you know, all the illegal aliens. I think that's that's not the exact how, but you know what I mean. Anyway, our thing is corporate seizure. Asset forfeiture. Asset forfeiture is the key to the whole plan. Asset forfeiture of all the Mm -hmm. illegals and asset forfeiture of any company or NGO that's helping them. So Catholic charities would be forfeit in Florida. Uh, D.H. Horton would be forfeit in Florida if it's found they're hiring illegal. Even if they have one, their company would be forfeit. It would be seized. Now you start doing that,
0: You're not going to see a single...
1: No one's going to hire the illegals in Florida, but that's what it takes. That's what it takes. Now, remember, we have a bill here. You've read our bill, right? The Santa Rosa Illegal Alien Free Zone Act. So instead of having a sanctuary city, we create an Mm -hmm. illegal alien free zone. In other words, no... Not free... That's probably a bad name because it sounds like it's free for illegal aliens. No.
3: In other words, there there are no illegal
1: aliens here. I might rework it. Yeah. Yeah, anyway. But the point is that we become... Uh, a place where any illegal alien here and I, I'm gonna get I'll say if I can get sheriff Johnson on the on the show because the, the our county commissioners okay. don't want to touch it the Republican groups in Santa Rosa County don't want to support this bill in fact nobody except us is supporting it and that's a problem
4: we need we need to go to the town hall meetings here in Milton or no, their meetings that they have a city hall
1: yeah, fine with me. I don't have time mm-hmm. to go, but yeah, that- you know, but I figure once we've written the bills at Action Radio, it, it really needs to come from the people, because yeah. if we are the only ones advocating our bills, no, no one's going to care. We need people that didn't write the bills to advocate them. We need the Republican mm-hmm. groups, the executive committees, you know, the Patriot groups, you know, all those folks. Those are the people that need to go to the meetings, not me, because I already wrote the bill. <laughs> you know, I wrote with a friend of mine. You know, and so though, but it needs takes everybody else to go. But here's the here's the problem. So the reason we have illegal illegal aliens,
3: illegal you know, it's illegal. hard
1: to say. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. The reason we have illegal aliens here, even though we have corrective legislation, is because nobody is talking about it. Our own county commissioners in the conservative Santa Rosa County, Florida, the commissioners have had this bill for a year and a half, and they have never taken it up. And it wouldn't cost them anything. In Mm -hmm. fact, they'd make money. They'd make money on the asset forfeiture, and they'd be able to give money from illegals back to the taxpayers of Santa Rosa County, Florida. You can't lose. Not only does it not cost anything, it makes money for the county. And yet they won't do it. They've taken their money from uh, D. H. Horton, Adams Homes, and the other bit. I don't know. There's probably other ones. Those are just the ones that come to mind. Yeah.
4: Yeah. But uh, the other Mm -hmm. the other thing is a lot of the illegals are saying, well. What are the American people going to do without us? Who's going to do your roofing? Who's going to do your tomato picking? Who's Americans, to do just this? like the...
1: No, Americans, just live like they've without us.
4: Done.
1: Yes, we can. So go,
4: we built this country. We've done so much. Because you hear that <laughs> right. a lot from the Cubans. But, you know what I mean? They get cocky once they're here. But uh-huh. when they first arrive, they're like a little chicken that you just bought. to Comprada It's called in Spanish, you know? <laughs> and, uh, yeah. So, well, you know uh, what I mean.
1: Well, I had a thought that uh, the, the illegal aliens are going to band together and form their own civil rights group, but I think they've already done that.
4: <laughs> they have done.
1: That. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So that you know, we're going to you know, and, and how? And of course, illegal aliens have no rights because you can't have rights in a place you're not allowed to be in. hmm You know, because you could never exercise them because you can't be here.
0: Yeah.
1: Uh, all right. So, 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 so who thing? are we talking to? Are these illegal aliens that you're talking to that are saying, what are you going to oh, do yeah, without it?
4: Like, yesterday, yes, I saw one at the gas station. He's complaining about it. Or, or, or we're going to have to move to another state. We're going to have to leave Florida. I said, well, go ahead.
1: Go. You know? Get out of here. Go to California. Nobody's go to Michigan. Calling you up. Go to New York. Yeah. 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 Get yeah. the hell out of here. I have,
4: yeah. I have videos. They're packing all the stuff in those fancy trucks. Mm-hmm. L- let me tell you. If you're from all those Spanish countries, you'll never own a car never never because cars in the Spanish countries are like thirty, forty thousand 40 thousand dollars you cannot afford a car that's what I that's what I told my sister when she's complaining about the gringos and all this and all that I said, look <laughs> I never want to hear that coming out of your mouth you ungrateful one I'm going to ship you back I told her I said, you will never have you will never have a car that you're driving I know it's a used car but it's like a dream come true for a Latino to come here and buy a car, you know? Yeah. So and we have don't, such don't, a, don't be talking about garbage. You see, know? here's
1: what's interesting, though, and this, this, this gets forgotten, but we should talk about it, too. There's such a strong Latino community of Americans, multi-generational Hispanic Americans. And they're probably going to be some of the greatest victims of the illegal alien Hispanic Latinos that are coming here. So what's going on in the community? What are you hearing? I'm just curious. If you can speak for the community. the community. Well, I'm just curious.
4: You know, I was, so going legal- back, I, was go- I was going back and forth trying to mute and unmute, and, it was going, and I, didn't, I didn't hear the question that you asked me. What's going on in the community? Oh, no, no I'm, I I I'm just the thinking first- the,
1: the, part is that the point is that there are legal, multi-generational uh, Hispanics in this mm-hmm. country, uh, Hispanic Americans. And they're going to be some of the greatest victims because a lot of folks live, you know, in the southern, in the warmer parts of the country along the border. Texas especially. Yeah. So how are Texas American Hispanics reacting to all the illegal Hispanics coming across the border?
4: There re- Many of them are reacting like you and me, immigrants. Yeah. They came the legal way. We did our process. I waited 10 years to become a U.S. citizen, like almost three years to become a, uh, a U.S. resident. And I mm-hmm. did it the legal way. And I didn't get a dime from this country because uh, – my, the family that brought me to this country to go to school, legal way, mm-hmm. he signed a special letter saying that I will not be a burden to the government in this country. Mm-hmm. They, they will be responsible for me. And and that's how we did it back in the old days, you know. But I, I have a I lot people and I have, I know exactly. I have yeah. read, yeah. So I've been reading a lot, especially last night I went to bed late replying to a lot of, A lot of comments, the illegals are very upset and it's not fair and all that. And there's a lot of people like me responding to them. They say, well, you have to follow the law. And they go on and on and on. And I'm kind of like sticking my nose in a lot of these comments, of course. And they Mm say, so aren't you a Latina? Don't you have Latina blood to stand with us? I said, no, I'm sorry. I love America. America has given me an opportunity to do things the right way. And I learned so much in the 51 years that I've been in this country, like you did, right, mm-hmm. to appreciate what we have and not to take for granted everything, you know, that you have to think where you come from. I know you, you live in a better environment than I did, but for me, for example, it was very rough, you know. Well, no, No, my my problem was my own
1: family. (laughs) My own family made my life hell. But it's not. But I wasn't. I wasn't poverty stricken. I didn't have, uh, you know, or or, or physical abuse or anything like that. But mine was all uh, was a different story. But yeah, so you know, everybody has their own challenges, and and some and they're greater and lesser. But what's interesting, uh, my my challenge was growing up in three different countries, having to uh, uh, constantly start over again. You know, it it, it was enough struggle. Actually, going from Canada to Australia was pretty easy. Still, British Commonwealth, a lot of things were similar. But Australia to the United States, you know, I got and I've told this. Pianki's on the line too. I've told this story before. When I first got here, they had busing. They had the busing thing. uh, Judge Garrity uh, said all the black kids from inner city Boston had to be shipped out to the the white suburbs like Lexington, where I lived. And all of a sudden, I'm I'm thrust into a I'm thrust into a civil war because you've got the white kids that don't like me because I'm Australian and the black kids that don't like me because I'm white. So I was a minority of one.
0: Yeah.
1: So it's, I, I laugh okay. and everybody says, well, you're white. You know, you don't know what it's like to be a minority. I said, I know better what it's like to be a minority than minorities do. At least they had a group, okay. <laughs> you know. So I was a, I was a group sure. of one, me, unique yeah. You know, in, in all of the United States, <laughs> you. you know, for my situation, I was it. I was, the, my, I was my own minority group. So this is why I laugh at people. You don't yeah. like you're a white guy. Oh, yeah. let me. I said, give me a break, right? This is why when, um, when <laughs> Warren was on yesterday, Warren from Black Lives Matter, uh, he does the, the Wake Up New Orleans show on Blocks on Radio. He called me a white supremacist. I'm just laughing at him. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so you, you don't know it's like to yeah, be a minority. But yeah, I do. I know better than you, pal. <laughs> yeah, I'm getting yeah. you're black. Yeah, it was funny. I'm glad and then you he don't said,
4: call because he used to... Boil my well, he, that
1: he's man. he's only going to be on live chat and he's welcome to live chat all he wants i don't mind him typing in messages it was kind of funny he says that he says to me he says i'd have more respect for you if you admitted your white supremacy i said warren i don't give a damn about you respecting me <laughs> that is the first thing and secondly I i'm not going to lie you. about something like that why should i why should i uh you know claim something that isn't true yeah and so he didn't want uh, uh, yeah go ahead
4: I wanted to tell you one more thing that this Keelan sure. young girl uh, was sharing with me. I just thought about it because I didn't write it. Um, mm-hmm. She was saying when they were swimming in certain areas, she said that there were women with little kids, but it was so bad, the uh, the water uh, running, that a lot of the people that she witnessed with her own eyes, she was almost in tears in the restaurant telling us, uh, this uh, manager She said they will drop the babies, and the babies will drown. She said she's in at least four. And she said what happened is the cartels came and grabbed them, some of them by the hair, and they said, you are a mom, and they will deport them back. Instead of sending them across, you know, with the rest of the group, she said that's what happened, and they punished them. So they they punished them by uh, sending them back. And they were already in pain that their baby drowned in the water and the the the, 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 the current
1: So why, the baby. why were they dropping the babies? Was it an accident or something or why they were trying accident to cross it?
4: Or... Accidentally because they have to jump to, to to get across or something she was explaining. Uh, yeah. So she said she witnessed with her own eyes four little children. And, and who's said, this person? So...
1: Have you identified this person? Huh? Who is this person that you yeah, just tried she, this gave, she
4: gave me her number and all that she yeah you don't have to mention the name. So I'm just barely a okay. few words in English,
1: yeah, yeah I'm in touch wow. with
4: her. I gave her my number. We gave her a a very nice tip to bless her and all that. She was almost in tears with that. She wow. couldn't believe it and so uh, she crossed
1: she crossed so in I'm here in, illegally, right? that's what we're talking about
4: I'll, yeah, yeah. Okay. But she's Cuban, so she's fine now because yeah, Cubans Cuban... fine.
1: I uh, got no problem with Cubans. Yeah. Cubans can come anytime they want. Yeah. Um, but, but I don't that care about broke that. my heart
4: when yeah. she was t- saying that. I was like, oh my god,
1: this is horrible. Mm. And the other well, thing
4: I wanted to mention. Go
1: uh-huh. ahead. Go ahead. No, uh, cause I have have got like two questions before you go, but tell me what you're going to
4: mention. The other the other thing I wanted to mention is Randy uh that on April twenty, the Florida they did a they allow a bill. Uh, like if you are a governor before you cannot run for president but they mm-hmm. have a new bill as of april 28th they he can run for president even he's a governor at that time you know
1: that that's, he that's doesn't irrelevant
4: have to
1: he's not he going to run for he's not going to run for president this time he's not i said it you know way back in the beginning months we ago six said, months ago he's not going to run he's yeah, not going to run i'll tell you now he's not going to run
4: thought, that's what i thought, too Mm-hmm. But it looks like he probably will, somebody was nope.
1: telling us. Nope, nope, nope. I don't know. No, because he, he's not stupid. Yeah. Why, why, would he, why would he spend millions of dollars only to lose to Donald Trump, which he knows he's going to?
4: Yeah, we, we know that Donald Trump's going to win, of course. But,
1: right, so why would he run um, unless he's trying to know. pave the way in 2028? That's the only reason he would do it. But he's not a serious candidate. There is no Republican serious candidate except Donald Trump. I mean, the primaries are already <laughs> over, which is kind of fun, actually. But he, you know, so he's anyway. going to run in 2028. He's He's not, not going to run. If he does, like I say, it'll only be to get his name more known. And I don't think he'll do it because I don't think he wants to spend the money. He's going to save it for twenty twenty eight. The only people yeah. now you'll notice that everybody urged, you know, Ron DeSantis to run, particularly Ed Rollins and the deep state Republicans. They said he was running. He didn't say he was running. The media's reported that he's running, but he's never said he's running. I don't think he's going to declare. Yeah. I declare. But there,
4: there's more to it, and I don't have a lot of time to go on the rundi something thing. Maybe make a lot more details.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh,
4: Philip was explaining exactly why and all that to uh, our Jewish friend. We spent, like, a couple hours talking about all the stuff that is coming, and they were, like, freaking out. And mm-hmm. uh, also, did you notice Trump's rally got canceled due to a tornado watch?
1: Yeah, but nothing else seemed to get canceled. <laughs> that seems a little suspicious to me.
4: Yeah, it was. It was.
1: Why didn't he fly a different place? Is, Why didn't you take a bus in like everybody else does? I mean, Ron DeSantis got there. Does he have to fly in on his airplane?
4: Yeah, I know. This, this, is, this is well planned by the Democrats, a tornado watch. And that well, right I, didn't, in you know, uh, I didn't think
1: you're pursuing. Let me pursue that. I'm, I'll check the weather. We, it was supposed to be Saturday, right? Yeah. Saturday. Saturday. Let, me, let me check the Iowa weather. Mm-hmm. weather. And the was other it Des Moines? Thing, well,
4: are you checking on that, Greg?
1: I'm not going to uh, do it right now. I'm I'll do it later.
4: Uh, I was talk I was listening to uh, uh Bernie uh that we listen to all the time so uh-huh. google co founder has vanished. They don't know where he is. His name is Larry Page, so I don't know if you know much about him or not.
1: Wasn't there a Google person that came out and said that artificial intelligence was dangerous? Remember that is uh, that the same person
4: yeah, I don't know, but I don't know about that.
1: All right. Let me but, ask you. Uh, he he
4: vanished. They cannot find him.
1: So Google is it the Google? What's the Google? What's the position again? Google CEO.
4: Uh, his name is Larry Page. Google co-founder has vanished. So
0: Google Larry Page. It's gonna vanish. start
4: happening. And the reason they they either murder him or he's hiding because a lot of these people will be arrested uh, because Google traffics a lot of children. Google Chrome, Adrena Chrome, they're all connected. So, a lot of them are—they uh, know that they're going to go to prison, and a lot of them are going to disappear. A lot of them are going to be murdered, so they don't talk. Or a lot of them—they just ooh,
1: We vanish. talked about that earlier. Brianna was talking about uh, Jeffrey Epstein. That uh, was kind of interesting. So Larry Page missing. Mm-hmm. All right. So let me let me now let me look up. Uh, the next thing I want to look yeah. up is Google Founder against AI. Let's see if it's the same person. Google Founder against mm-hmm. AI.
0: He says he regrets
1: it. Larry Page, but I don't see who the other guy is. Okay, so the other one is Jeffrey Hinton warns of the dangers when he quits Google. Okay, so yes, that's yes, what's going on uh-huh. there. So we're talking about I just want to see if it's two different people. Okay, so here's my question for you. So these illegal aliens that come here and say, You can't survive without us. We do the jobs that Americans won't do. How do you answer that?
3: They're full of crap. Mm-hmm.
4: <laughs>
1: That's
4: what I say. Yeah, yeah right. Okay. It, it's just it's just like the Q and say, oh, we made Miami. Yeah, you made it like a Latin American country selling flowers in the street and fruit. It looks so stupid. I feel like I'm in Mexico <laughs> when I go to Miami. That's not what America is all about, you know? Yeah. All That's the little right. fruit fruit cards all over. I mean, it's... I mean, they're cleaning it up a little better now, but Miami got to the point that I said, I'm out of here. I'm not going to be here. I'm Mm -hmm. not going to be part of this garbage. If I wanted to be living like like pigs, I'm going to go to Mexico or or Honduras or other countries where the streets are filthy. And, yeah, I mean, America is not supposed to be like that. And a lot of the areas in New York City, uh, when I traveled, uh, what, six years ago on a mission trip, it was disgusting. The street, I was like, this is not America. They are trashing because they, they moved to this country and they continue living like pigs. Yeah. Well, so see, you need now this to is... You're going to come to America.
1: Right. See, this is the difference. You, know? you see, when you, when you and I came here as immigrants, we came here to be American. We didn't come here to bring exactly. our country with us. When I came here from California, I did not come here to bring California socialism to Florida. I came here to get away from
4: and it. that's what they do.
1: And so that's the difference. But there's a lot of folks that you'll hear this. we got an interesting group on, on live chat. we got, we got Warren from New Orleans Wake Up. He's the one that called me a white supremacist yesterday. we got Sarge, who I was on the, the show with Lori uh, Sunday night. And we've got uh, Marco uh, in the Netherlands. So we've got an interesting live chat. Okay. It's interesting to see when these guys all start chatting. <laughs> it would be funny. Anyway, so, oh, really? the way I answer, yeah, so the way I answer this question, uh, you know, we need illegal aliens to, the, to do the job that Americans won't do. That's a bunch of crap. And it is because Americans have always done those jobs. We've always had Americans who were roofers yeah. and worked on farms and worked in food processing plants and did construction. We've always had that. Americans have always done those jobs. Those jobs. The difference is that Americans were paid American wages because they had families to support and they paid taxes. Illegal aliens exactly. can send their money home. They can work under the yep. table. They can do all these, They can work for a lower wage because everything they do and is they illegal. They're criminals, and they get free. They
4: get a lot of freebies.
1: Yep. Yeah. So they don't yeah. so they can work for substandard wages and send their money, you know, back to their home country and still live fine because the taxpayers are paying all their welfare. So it's not a it's not a yeah. fair question. You know, in fact, uh, that's a good point about the, the extra welfare because I, I wrote an article go back on Substack, I wrote an yeah. article the con- the conservative response to the minimum wage. And what I talked about was a new invention of mine called the total revenue index. So the total revenue index is the amount of money that people are making from the minimum wage, plus their their exactly. housing, plus their Section 8, plus their WIC, plus their food stamps, plus their other welfare, plus their free uh,
0: lunch at school for the Free kids.
1: lunch at school, exactly. All those things are, are yeah. freebies: free breakfast, free lunch. So if you, and I actually broke yeah. down into a, a, a wage, and I took the Cato uh, Institute report, and I have to upgrade the numbers from when I first wrote the report, you know, in 2016 um, to now. And uh-huh. basically, you know, if you're in Hawaii, you can make like 80, 90 bucks an hour. If you include all your welfare, all the school benefits, everything else like that, plus a minimum wage job, well, that's far more than the average salary. Yeah. Go ahead. Exactly. Yeah. But
4: you know, Greg, uh, mm-hmm. this, this Democrats and some Republicans, not just Democrats,
0: mm-hmm.
4: they hate Americans. They really do because, look, this local hospital that I was talking about to you before,
0: mm-hmm. they
4: just brought 20 and one shot from Puerto Rico each person is getting $20,000 bonus to come here to take the jobs of our people in our area and our people in our area are not are getting zero, zero. And they're real American. So what's wrong with that picture right there? Yeah, you know, exactly. it's sad. It's mm-hmm. very sad what they're doing to the American people. And a lot of these illegals are getting free lunch, free. they're even getting free college. Uh, West Florida University here, they were given uh, I don't know how many millions somebody gave. They say, oh, it's a donation. It's probably from our tax dollars. And mm-hmm. they wanted to bless a lot of illegals to go to college.
1: Illegals can't go to break.
4: college.
1: Illegals can't go to college here because they can't be here. They can't vote. They can't drive. They can't live in, in, in houses. They that. can't rent. They can't do anything here. They can't. They, in fact, legally, they don't exist here. They have no legal yeah. status. You know, and this is, why I, this is why I I hate the term. Yeah, but see, this is why I made very clear on the show the last few days that illegal aliens are criminals. They're not immigrants. They, they do not come under immigrant law because they're illegals. If they were immigrants that violated the immigration policies, then they'd come under immigrant law. But they're not. They're illegals. And you can call the yeah. government, the branded insurrection can call them asylum seekers and refugees and all, they can call whatever they want. But technically, uh-huh. they're illegal aliens because they're just letting them in. They're not going through a process. Oh, yeah. so They've they got greeters yeah. at the border. So these people are criminals. Now, because they're criminals, they come under criminal law, which means they're subject to asset forfeiture. So everything that I said yeah. is true. Now, I've given that to some, some, uh, some fairly high folks in media uh, and the Trump administration. I'm not going to mention names, mm-hmm. but uh, they know. They know. Now, whether yeah. they read it or not, whether they, they act on it or not, it remains to be seen. But the thing is that I have an entire plan to get rid of millions of illegal aliens without rounding up a single person. You just seize all their assets. They're going to go, yes, because they want to keep their stuff. Mm-hmm. Especially if the if the yeah. Trump administration decides to say, you know, keep seventy five percent of it and put twenty five percent of their assets in the in the bank in their home country. So we'll leave yeah. a deposit in your bank, you know. But if you come back, we're going to seize it all, you know. And so there are ways. A, 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 a it lot or, of
4: the, a lot of the illegals uh-huh. that I talk to, they're sending almost all their money. They barely have any money for themselves here. Uh-huh. They're sending out all their money because. Mommy and daddy are over there, and they're getting the money. They're taking care of their one little boy or two little kids or whatever. And they're mm-hmm. sending all the money, and they're building a house because their plan is to come and make all this money here and go back some of it. So
1: they're
4: so sending we, quite a bit of money.
1: So quite if there a was a citizenship check, I remember our citizenship bill, ID bill. Requires a citizenship check for anybody. To, yeah, for it requires a citizenship check to send money out of the country and to receive to receive money into the country. So if we had a citizenship check at Western Union or any of the wire services sending money out, that would go a long way to stopping it. because if they couldn't send money out of the country, there'd be no point. They'd have to send. They'd have to smuggle it out themselves in cash. And that could be checked yeah. at the border. So that that's a, so there are yeah. a lot of things we can do um, to illegal aliens to make their life absolutely miserable which is the whole point. So you don't have to round them up. You don't have to spend the expense of rounding them up. Um, but even so, I'd still have half a million people from government, you know, ha- a quarter million armed and a quarter million unarmed. Send them all over to uh,
0: mm-hmm.
1: Homeland Security ICE under, say, General Flynn <laughs> or somebody else equally or McGregor yeah. or somebody. Oh, he'll probably be Secretary of Defense. But we need a real hard-ass, you know, you know who'd be good? Tom Holman. Remember Tom Holman? Former director yes. of uh, Border Patrol? Yes. Yeah.
4: Border He'd Patrol. be the one to
1: put, <laughs> yeah, so put Tom Holman in charge of I ICE. I
4: love that guy.
0: That guy okay, sorry. All America. right,
1: all right. So now, if you get him, I'm trying to get in touch with him actually. Uh, but if we can get Tom Homan in charge of ICE with a quarter million armed agents from all the other agencies, particularly the IRS, and a quarter million support staff, he could do wonders to get rid of all these people.
4: Yeah. Yeah. Hey Greg, um, yes, I'm gonna have to go. But before I go, um, mm-hmm. you need to invite the artist to come on with the new, the latest. It was so good. And like I said, I don't have time. I have to get ready to go to work. Okay,
1: let me make a note. What, what's what's he got? I, I know his producer. So he, what's uh, what's what's he got?
4: Uh, he was he was talking to us about the nicotine patches that he's wearing now and his wife. And he was going about all this health issue pills. Uh, all these pills that people are taking, like my girlfriend, she's not doing well at all. They give her high cholesterol pills, and uh, she almost... But
1: uh, well, cholesterol is good for you. Well,
4: she has... Huh?
1: Cholesterol is good for you. All the health, the health people are... All the government health people are wrong. Cholesterol is good for you. Cholesterol is steroid' Yeah, the, the medicine. Fat. I'm,
4: I'm yeah. saying the medicine that they're giving, they're killing people. So. Oh, the medicine anyway.
1: kills people. But, yeah, uh, the anti-cholesterol. Yeah, it's terrible for you. Yeah, don't take yeah. that. It's like blood thinners. So
4: they're... There, there was a lot of new information, and it was like wow. And he was talking to us outside recording. I'll send you some of the video, but some of the things, if it's a little too long, the stupid thing, doesn't let me. But I'll try to send you so you can so hear why a little have,
1: bit. what we can always send just send me the website, you know? But why would um why why so I don't why, have the website. I recorded it. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. So why the nicotine? Oh, this is a live, it's a live thing. Make a YouTube out of it.
0: Yeah, I will be calling do... him out.
1: So why why nicotine? Is, is nicotine, I've heard something about it, it helps you with COVID or something like that? Or will, why nicotine patch? What does that do?
4: He's going to help you through all the uh, detox because they're poisoning our food, our meat, our pigs. Uh, Facebook is paying uh, millions and millions to to people. They're criminals to go shoot deer, so this deer season is going to be contaminated with the vaccine. It's it's crazy. This is just out of control.
1: They are nuts. Yeah. They're truly nuts. The
4: food, they're poison so... the milk. No wonder. You know, Greg, lately, when I'm drinking milk, my face, I get a rash, and I'm like, what the heck? I drink a gallon of milk like every four days. I love milk, but lately, I can't. So I've been trying to buy raw milk, and and I don't have that problem. So it's 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 crazy. Oh, that's interesting. It's crazy. That's Tell
1: me off air where you get raw milk around here. Now I don't do much dairy. Uh, basically, cheese and butter I uh, do are pretty much it. it. And yo and organic. Well, I drink. I have organic yogurt. Try organic yogurt. Uh, you're not gonna have the same problem. I
4: don't like yogurt. No, okay. I hate yogurt. Put yeah. honey on it. But okay. I got to go.
1: Uh, okay. Get ready. Thank you.
4: I have to be opening at 10 o'clock. God bless you. This is Josie uh, reporting in Action Radio. We're always taking action on what's going on, what's the latest, and don't forget to sponsor Action Radio. Even if it's ten dollars, fifteen dollars, twenty dollars a month, which is not that much, yeah. you can quit drinking uh, coffee for a few days and just. Sponsor Bud
1: that. Light. Give up well, your Bud I don't Light. Know about
4: coffee, maybe a Big Mac <laughs> or McDonald's. <laughs> But th- thank you. <laughs> God bless. Ciao. God bless
1: you too, Jeff. Thanks very Vegas. much.
4: Hasta la hasta la Vega, amigo. <laughs> Ciao.
1: All right, so we're going to talk more. I'm sure I'm going to talk more of Pinocchio later, but that was fabulous. We got to get Josie a, a nice little sign off too. But uh, she's right, and I keep forgetting to mention this. But uh, our Substack uh, is the is the best way to contribute. Um, I have a bunch. I get a really funny article. I'm not even going to tell you what it is. I got I got one. It's a previous article. I don't even know if I published this one. This one's this one's pretty bad. But check my Substack. But uh, Substack, the last one uh, was on our comprehensive plan to remove millions of illegal aliens without you know uh, firing a shot, rounding anybody up. It's pretty simple. Just IRS computers and the ITIN number. Um. So so, so again, uh, so Josie, yeah, uh, Latina reporter. She forgot to mention Roots Uniform Shop in Pensacola. And that's her business. And so you can see her there. You can check the video we made. Um, and it's pretty cool stuff. All right. So let me. My new favorite sponsor, um, as apparently people are, are uh, purchasing using our discount code, and they're contributing to Action Radio. Also, is uh, Strikeforce. This is Greg Penglis for Strikeforce, your source for pure energy. Strikeforce is a concentrated energy drink that turns a half liter of your favorite beverage into an energy drink. You make your energy drink yourself. Action Radio is an affiliate of Strikeforce, so our listeners get a 20% discount. All you do is add our code, WYL, to the discount code window at checkout. WYL comes from our website, Write Your Laws. So... You can get your energy drink, a 20% discount, and help Action Radio change the relationship of we the people to our government. Not bad. Strikeforce is at strikeforceenergy.com. That's strikeforceenergy.com. Start your engines. Hello, this is Greg Penglis for our newest shooting range here in Milton, Florida, self-defense classes, concealed carry weapons classes, security license training, paintball, a full-service gun store, and 24-7 online ordering. So come on down or contact them by phone, email, or website and learn how you can best stand your ground. Yeah, I'm going to get my bow fixed and I'll be uh, uh, down there soon at the archery range and I learned how to throw axes and yeah, it's cool. radio dedicated to fixing everything hmm. i think i pushed enough buttons <laughs> so much fun here i have to make a lot more things too i have gonna make a new my pillow um and i've got a bunch of different things i need to do uh, i've gotten something well i won't tell you all the things i had planned but uh, there's some new themes coming uh, some of the folks that don't have themes yet, they're going to. Uh, Brianna's got a theme, Josie's got a theme, but uh, there's some things we need to do. All right, so let's talk a little bit about uh, seditious conspiracy, Another you know, little light topic for this morning. And so, Pianchi, I'm definitely going to uh, want to uh, get you engaged with uh, with this one here. Um, I was watching the uh, the Proud Boy news stories and the Oathkeeper news stories, and of course we had Stuart Rhodes on the show calling us from the Oklahoma Federal Prison. You can look those shows up, too. Those are amazing And so Stuart Rhodes, one of the founders of the Oath Keepers, uh, and the Proud Boys, uh, a different organization, uh, Jonathan works with them. And so Jonathan Mosley, our legal reporter, does a bunch of stuff helping out January 6th defendants. Also, Roger Roots, who was just in a trial uh, with the four Proud Boys uh, leaders. Um, And he's going to be on the show, too, uh, at some point talking about this as well. But it it occurred to me that the the, the charge they were using was, was seditious conspiracy. And I'm thinking to myself, you know, they're not the conspirators. Brandon, Obama, Hillary Clinton, Susan Rice, Mitch McConnell, Chuck Schumer, Nancy Pelosi, and especially Mike Pence. That's a seditious conspiracy. The people who are accused, Merrick Garland, you know, uh, Chris Wray, the head of the FBI, Merrick Garland, the head of the Justice Department, the Attorney General, supposedly. These are the people, the deep state. All these people that made, this, uh, made it possible for Brandon to be installed in the White House. The Trump electors were denied. You know, the lawyers, the, well, Mike Pence says, well, the lawyers told me I, I couldn't send the, the, the electors back to the states. Of course you could, you stupid moron. That's the only thing you could do legally was send them back. Two slates that, you, you don't count two slates of electors from a state. You send them back and say, give me one. I mean, that's just common sense. I don't care what the lawyers say. So the lawyers are going to tell you you can't do something that basically makes common sense. That's perfectly legal. In fact, it's required. And you're going to say they told you the opposite? I don't think so. So Mike Pence is a liar, which makes him part of the, the, the seditious conspiracy. So what is sedition? Let's take a look at that too. So sedition is, and we'll look up conspiracy. Let's have a little bit of fun here. So sedition, S-E-D-I-T-I-O-N, sedition, <clears throat> excuse me, according to my online dictionary, conduct or speech inciting people to rebel against the authority of a state or monarch. Hmm. Who rebelled against the state or monarch? Well, we know, the deep state. The deep state, the, the opposite of the state. You know, in fact, the illegal government rebelled against the legitimate government of Donald Trump, so they would be guilty of sedition. Conspiracy. What is a conspiracy? Let's look that up, too. Isn't that fun? That's a rather meek definition of sedition, by the way. I think, I'll find you a better one sometime. Conspiracy. Spear A-C-Y. Conspiracy. A secret plan by a group to do something unlawful or harmful. Yeah, I think o- overthrowing the government would qualify as a conspiracy. That would make sense. Uh, and so a seditious conspiracy would be uh, something um, – let me see. Wait, do I have that again? Uh, conspiracy, yeah. A secret plan to overthrow the government and sedition would be You know, – they're kind of similar, aren't they? Let me see. Let me look up sedition again. Sedition. Conduct or speech inciting people to rebel against <laughs> the authority. So they're kind of the same thing, aren't they? Pianchi? Sedition's what you, you guys don't think a job government.
3: of describing hmm? you're saying the government. You should say the federal government, not the state government. The states have a right to call back their electors. Says yeah, they, they didn't, can't.
1: they failed too. So there's a lot of failure going on. But what I'm saying is that the people who stole the government are the actual seditious conspiracy, mm-hmm. and they're prosecuting people that tried to save the government the Proud Boys, the Oath Keepers, and they're prosecuting them. as the, So in other words, the conspirators are, process, are are prosecuting the innocent people to protect the conspirators. That's what's going on here.
3: Well, yeah, they do that as a certain example so that you know, people that had as much uh, dignification, digni- dignity as, uh, that were challenged, they are trying to punish them. Mm-hmm. But The always goes back to the states. And that's what's uh, seemingly backwards here in the United States have been created the way it is. The states control the federal government, but they don't do it.
1: Yeah, exactly. The states ratified the Constitution. The the federal government is beholden to the states for all their authority. Therefore, the states are supreme to the federal government. And yet they don't act on it. They don't believe it. Like you got Democrats
3: uh uh-huh. now about increasing the Supreme Court to thirteen
1: uh judges,
3: some say twenty one. I yeah, that it that's, should be one from each state.
1: Yeah, I know that. I, I and I just I I will it, certainly talk about it. It's a valid it's a valid proposal. I just don't agree with it. I think that would be wrong. But let's get back to the seditious conspiracy. So what's happening now, and there's more to the story, okay? So, and then, so this is what I'm thinking back, you know, back from Stuart Rose. Well, at least, you know, during the time the January 6th, stuff was going. So I'm listening to the news last night, and this is where it gets fascinating. This is what I'm doing the show today. <laughs> I want to get this on the record really fast. Um, so Peter Navarro was on with Ed Bowling, uh, Eric Bowling, excuse me, on, on, uh, on Newsmax. And he's talking about, you know, he says these poor people were prosecuted under seditious conspiracy, you know, the Proud Boys, the Oath Keepers. And he says, wait a minute, Brandon's the, you know, he said, Biden's the seditious conspiracy. Of course, I'm jumping down in my chair going, yes, he gets it. He understands. He's saying the same thing I was saying, like, you know, three months ago, right? Um, and so, and just let folks know, I'm not just saying that I don't take credit for things that aren't true. Okay. So believe me, we have talked about this before. Uh, They are the seditious conspiracy. I mean, I've said it, you know, probably articulately, I didn't do a show on it, so I'm doing it now. But here's what gets more interesting. Not only did Peter Navarro say that Brandon is the seditious conspiracy, Rudy Giuliani came on right after. He says, yeah, I agree with Navarro. You know, he says, yes, they are the seditious conspiracy. So what we're doing, this is why I'm doing the show today, to really explain this in detail, that the real seditious conspiracy is not the Trump supporters. It is the deep state. It is the people that actually stole the government in a conspiracy to overthrow the government. And that's what a seditious conspiracy is. Sedition is when you act against your government. Conspiracy is when two or more people plot together. So those are are my my definitions. So, so, so these, the, the so the Proud Boys, who never intended to overthrow the government, could not be guilty of overthrowing the government. Nothing they did indicated it. You, you, you know, you don't overthrow the government by walking into the Capitol. You know, especially unarmed. You know, uh, and even if you did, you're not going to overthrow the government. If you're going to overthrow the government, you have got to capture the whole thing. Uh, the best, the best way to overthrow the government is do what the Democrats and the deep state did: steal it. That overthrew overthrew the government. So to Pianki's point. As far as the states go, there's two things that that could have saved the Trump administration. One was that the Congress could have rebelled and said, no, we're going to take these challenges of these battleground states with Trump electors, and we'll decide. They didn't do that. They all voted for Brandon. And the second was the states should have said, hey, you can't go forward with this because we've got two slates of electors. You know, and the legislature should have said, we're the people who are valid. You know, we're the ones in the Constitution who get to determine the electors, and we're sending you Trump electors. You better damn well count them. And they didn't. So everybody failed, and the courts refused to look the evidence of vote fraud, so they failed. Uh, everybody failed along the way. It's just such a massive failure of everybody. That's what happened. But the deep state, that is the conspiracy. The cons- it's a conspiracy of failure. It's people who secretly plan to steal the government, and it's those who allowed it to happen. So they would be the accessories. So all the state legislatures and all the folks in Congress and all the different people around Washington who are accessories, who let it happen, but the actual conspirators, Mike Pence, Chuck Schumer, Nancy Pelosi, Mitch McConnell, you know, all these other folks, the, the Republicans and Democrats that actually engineered the coup. They're the ones who are guilty of seditious conspiracy. Make sense, Pianchi?
3: Yeah, and you also have to throw in some Secretary of too. You got mm-hmm. some of them that's – anyone along that, that chain.
1: So this you is a brilliant a point. This, this is, no, no, I want to I focus on that because you're absolutely right. Uh, and, and that goes to another thing that we should talk about, which is the Durham report. So the Durham report talked about uh, the whole Russia collusion being a hoax. Well, who was responsible for that hoax? The deep state, right? And, uh, and the Secretary of State Blinken is the one that got the um, – who used to be uh, Biden's aide – he as an aide, right? So this aide becomes Secretary of State, but he's the one that got the 51 ex-officials of, of intelligence to write this bogus letter that Trump's a Russian asset. That's a seditious conspiracy, so he's guilty too. So if you toss him in, I would toss in Bill Barr and uh, John Durham because that Durham report is so late, it had to have been out to do any good. It had to have been out before the 2020 election. The Hunter Laptop story had to be out before the 2020 election. The Russian collusion story should have been debunked before the, the 2016 election. Or when did that come out? Was that after Trump got to office or before? What's the, what was it? No, it was, no, it Trump was before. Got elected, everything came. It, it, was, it was before. It was part of the Clinton campaign. The dam broke. Yeah, which, exactly. When Trump got elected, the damn broke. But I believe that the, uh, the Russian collusion hoax was before Trump was elected because it was part of the Hillary Clinton campaign. That was the seditious conspiracy. Spying on Donald Trump that Susan Rice admitted to, that was the seditious conspiracy. So let's add her to the list. Um, anybody, the, I would, anybody in the Mueller commission, uh, Peter Strzok and uh, girlfriend, they're part of the seditious conspiracy. All these folks are part of it. Uh, the secretaries of state who uh, you know, brought in brand new election laws that they could not do because the legislatures hadn't voted on them. They're guilty. The judges who refused to hear the evidence, they're guilty the Supreme Court for not taking the Texas case, they are guilty. So this seditious conspiracy is huge. Huge. I don't think that the courts
3: is guilty if people try to make it out because the courts are not going to decide. Well, the court's going to say that Trump won. They weren't going to do that. That's up to the state.
1: They don't have to say Trump won. No, what they have to do, but they do have to look at the evidence of the cases before them. And that's what they refused to do.
3: Yeah, but the evidence wasn't that hard factual. The evidence sure was more. Well, they you would have to. What were they saying? Machines was rigged. When well, nobody proved that.
1: Yes, they did. Yeah, that's all been proven. It's on videotape of machines being hacked by people live on video. Oh yeah, it's absolutely been proven. Uh, did you ever see the the uh yeah, Rudy but Giuliani uh,
3: hey, the jeans. Well, I'm not gonna argue with that. But I'm saying this: the court's done the right thing. The Constitution says there's controversies between states. The states had to, to correct that matter themselves, and they didn't do it. We're trying to throw the blame on too broad. You're casting a net too broad when there should be a single
1: line. No, see, I think the net that is that broad. I think there are people in Congress. I think there are people in the the various agencies like the State Department. I think there are people in the state legislatures. I think there are, are governors and uh, – uh, Secretaries of State who are complicit in this, uh, and there are courts who refuse to do what the Constitution mandates them to do. If they have a case before them, they're required to look at the evidence. A judge can't just dismiss the evidence just so they don't like it because they don't want to look at it. You know, and the the Supreme yeah, Court was. Yeah, people don't Constitution-
3: have to go with the court decision. People don't have to go. Entities don't have to follow the court decision either.
1: Right, but people are quoting that court decision all the time. They're saying that no court, you know, found you know uh, evidence of vote fraud. Well, that's because no court looked at it. Because they didn't want to, they wanted to have that that plausible deniability. But the Supreme Court was required to take the Texas case because it, would, it was a dispute between the states that is constitutionally mandated by Article Three. They had to take that case. There was no choice. So the fact that they voted ten to two to not take case, that is part of the conspiracy. And they should be punished for that. They should have been recalled for not taking that Texas case. All the judges, oh, excuse me, judges, all the judges should have been recalled except Alito and Thomas. So what, the would, they, two,
3: what would the decision, what would the decision came out of the Supreme Court?
1: Don't know. Oh, what they should, that, uh, they should have said, that what they probably would have said is that there was vote fraud in the election and that it's up to the states to, uh, to determine the, the electors. But the popular vote is void. They should have, and they could have done that. And then the state legislators would do what they're empowered to do by the Constitution, which is pick their electors. They don't even have to look at the popular vote. I mean, they do, and it makes sense to do it, but they don't have to. So all the court was responsible for doing was to say that the evidence before them, the Texas challenge, was that the, the votes in Pennsylvania, Georgia, and other states were invalid because there was vote fraud. So all they have to do is establish vote fraud. The Supreme Court does not have to pick the winner of the election. The state legislatures would do that. All the Supreme Court has to do is rule on the evidence before them uh, whether there was election fraud or not. And that they can yeah, do.
3: Yeah, but Texas, Texas uh-huh. made the lawsuit because they said what perceived to be vote fraud in Pennsylvania wasn't affecting their outcome.
1: Right. So you go to Pennsylvania
3: and Pennsylvania you say, well, we ain't got no
1: vote fraud. Now yeah, what? they lied. Well, then you go, that's, why you go to, that's why you go to trial. So Texas would then have the burden to, yeah, but- to, uh, to prove the vote fraud, which they can easily do because, like I said, I was going to tell you about the, the Rudy Giuliani, uh, Jenna Ellis hearings in most states. I watched those hearings, and they presented mountains of vote fraud and mountains of affidavits of so people, you know, should, They didn't know that was vote fraud under penalty of perjury and videos of people, you know, sending the same ballot through, you know, 100 times, ballots, you know, cases of ballots coming out from under a desk once the, uh, once the observers are gone. I've seen all the evidence of this. you got 2,000 Mules, the movie. you got the entire Arizona audit, which I watched. So the evidence against vote fraud, uh, for vote fraud, is monstrous. You know large. what the court
3: said about that? The court said, is that enough to change the outcome of the election? Right.
1: But that Nobody doesn't matter.
3: because what they she, was,
1: Yeah, but that's a bogus principle, Pam.
3: Right. Is the point. All right. It is what it is, what you're
1: going to do about it. Oh, wow. I'm doing what I'm doing now. Having them charged, and what's going to happen under the Trump administration, is, you know, Josie talked about the the big arrest coming. Well, I don't believe the way she says it's going to work, it's going to work. But the Trump administration, you know, the second one, which is actually the third one. If
3: Trump came back into the presidency, all that will be pushed to the side. He's not going to reopen it no more. We have to. I can tell you that right now.
1: Okay, well, let's, uh, let's see what happens. I think he has to open it up. I think these people have to be prosecuted for seditious conspiracy. Otherwise, it's going to happen again. It's going to happen it's, again. Yeah, so to... what
3: you do is prevent it from happening again. Change, right. your, change the way to balance the cast. Like I right. said before, federal ballots should be separate from state and local because federal government cannot control how uh-huh. states carry out their elections.
1: Exactly, and that's a that's a perfectly valid. So when that's you go a to a valid, federal court, wait. right? Okay.
3: When you go to a federal court, a federal court don't have anything to do with how a state and local government carry out their election. Mm-hmm. That's an overreach.
1: Mm-hmm. But someone's got to have oversight. You can go to so Supreme the Court, court has,
3: three times yeah. a day; they can't do anything, yeah. and no one has to really listen to the Supreme Court. And that's what states. Life said We listen
1: to you. No, that well, it depends on the situation. The, the you know, if Texas brings lawsuits against other states, they do have to listen because the Supreme Court does have jurisdiction uh, over disputes between the states, so they do have to listen. Now, where they don't, where people don't have to listen, was like Roe v. Yeah, Wade. Got one Roe v. Wade. Was, saying was we unconst, did. Hold, let me finish. Let me finish my point. Where they don't have to listen is Roe v. Wade because that was an unconstitutional decision, so they don't have to listen to that, but they do have to listen. To the results of, of a trial of a Texas challenge to the other states because what they said was exactly what you said, that Texas voters were disenfranchised by having fraudulent votes in other states. And I think they're absolutely right. So that's a valid claim. So the Supreme Court has jurisdiction there. They can rule there and they can make a decision within the case. What they can't they do is can make a decision,
3: the but the parties right. don't have to follow the decision. Supreme Court yes, can not make law.
1: Well, no, they, don't. Uh, they don't make law, but the, but I'll tell you what, Texas, I'll tell you what, that would be very interesting to see what happens. Now, ideally, Congress would step in, uh, but the states could say, okay, we're going to. Uh, no, uh,
3: Congress has no control over the state. There we go again, making it seem like the child gave birth to the mother.
1: No, no, I think you're wrong. I think you're wrong here.
3: Well, here's the thing, Greg. Why come it's not happening?
1: Oh, that's a different question. The reason it's not happening no, is not. people it's are not following you, the law. It's, wait, wait. Let me answer your question. It's, 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 they're, they're not following right. the Constitution. They're not following the law. So if the Supreme Court decides that Texas was right, uh, they could void the elections in those states. And they would have to listen no, to that No, they point. can't. I think that's problem. Sure, they can't.
3: They can't. The Supreme Court cannot void the How did how they declare, the, uh,
1: how the Supreme Court declare Bush the winner in, in Bush versus Goal? Dor- they Dor- shouldn't have Dor- done
3: Dor- that, that was wrong.
1: Okay. All right. well, what, they, what they did was they uh, they stopped the He's giving the Supreme Court more
3: power than what it's supposed to have. All it does no, is listen the, to mm, argument between one or two parties, and yeah. the decision we make does not have to be followed. What's
1: um, the penalty? What not, you going No, for? no, no. A decision that's What's wrong doesn't have to be followed. No, well. Uh, <laughs> this is going to be. I, I don't know. I don't know how we're going to sell this. But well, here's what happened. No, I'm not, because we're not finished <laughs> with this one. What happened with the with with the 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 Bush and Gore vote uh, is that the Supreme Court did not determine who was president. What they did was they stopped the recounts in Florida. So the Supreme Court of Florida was wrong, and the Supreme Court. Of they shouldn't have stopped
3: not, the recounts.
1: No, but they were cheating. And That's why they stopped it.
3: If they wanted no, to, want to make a recount. The best they won, no, they were they going, going to their, uh, they no, they rate. were
1: going to recount until they were going to recount until Gore won. They they kept adding votes, so it was an obvious pattern of cheating where they kept adding votes to Gore every time they did the recount. More votes showed up. That's what the Democrats. That's how the Democrats steal elections. So the Supreme Court was right to stop that process and ended before, before the before the election covering? was overthrown. They did it before the what election what was, was, was overthrown. Was What's that? What
3: were these votes coming from?
1: They were just making them up. They were just trucking them in. We're getting off track. We're getting off track. Let's get back on topic. We only have about half an hour. We have less than half an hour left.
3: Well, let me get back on topic, and I'm going to say this, and and the proof that I have, because it hasn't happened, Supreme Court don't choose presidents. No, they don't. And if they did, it wouldn't happen. That's why people today in 2023 are still bringing it up. States have to – if you got Texas say – one thing and Pennsylvania says the other where's the tiebreaker and if the tiebreaker goes against the other the other can say go screw yourself we ain't gonna do it now what you're gonna do to them it's nothing you can do
1: to them okay because I don't have uh, an exact proof of how this would work because I don't think it's happened yet I, d- I can't I can't answer that question all I know is article three very clearly says that the judicial power uh, shall extend to all cases in law and equity arising under this constitution and that includes you know, let me see if it says disputes between uh, two controversies between two or more states. So they have jurisdiction over that. Now, would the Congress come in and enforce it, uh, the decision? They should. The president should enforce it, too. You know, I mean, what if the president calls up the National Guard and says, you know, we're not going to let, uh, you know, the, I don't know what's going to happen. That would be interesting. But the thing is that the Supreme Court does have jurisdiction over uh, disputes between the states. That's one of the things that they the don't. states did in their wisdom. So they do have the jurisdiction. Okay, let's get back on topic. So the back on topic, we're talking Wait, about seditious conspiracy. Right, no, no, I don't, no, I'm gonna, no, 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 we don't have time for this. We don't have time anymore. I've got three articles I need to go
0: through. Right.
1: Okay, so back on topic. The whole point of this is 18 U.S. Code, Section 2384, Seditious Conspiracy. This is where all this comes from. So the point of the, of, 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 that I wanted to make today is that the, uh, the people that are the real conspirators, the real seditious conspiracy is the deep state. It is the deep state that's causing the problems. It is the deep state that stole the government, that overthrew the election, that caused a vote fraud, that is wreaking havoc with this country right now, that opened the borders, that stole our energy, that uh, caused the war in Ukraine, um, weakened us all over the place, boosted China. All these illegal things that are happening right now are because of the seditious conspiracy to steal the government. And I can prove it right here because it says 18 U.S. Code. that's, That's the Federal Code of Laws, Title 18, Section 2384 says, if two or more persons in any state or territory or in any place subject to the jurisdiction of the United States, which means under the jurisdiction of of Congress, the President, and the Supreme Court, conspire to overthrow, put down, or to destroy by force the government of the United States or to levy war against them or to oppose by force the authority thereof or by force to prevent, hinder, or delay the execution of any law of the United States or by force to seize, take, or possess any property of the United States contrary to the authority thereof, they shall be fined under this title or imprisoned not more than 20 years or both. So who are the seditious conspirators? So what the, the actual conspiracy – The conspiracy public eye def-
3: is January 6th.
1: So January 6th. So what, the so people what are thinking,
3: and locked up in jail now. That's what the public see. That's what the public is going
1: by. Right, but that's wrong. Those people are not the seditious That They're actually the patriots. They're the ones that went to Congress to make sure that the battleground states were challenged. That's what January 6th was all about for the Trump supporters. Trump talked about the the vote fraud and everything else. And the reason they went there, because everybody knew that on January 6th, the electors were going to be counted. And what they didn't want was that the fraudulent Brandon electors were going to be counted, especially when there were Trump slates of delegates from those states. Because that was the coup. So here's how it works. Here's how the coup works. So the January 6th, they, they had what I call the Capitol Hill Invitational Walk-In. They needed something to stop the count. You'll notice the count stopped at Arizona, which alphabetically is the first of the battleground states with two slates of electors. One Trump, one Brandon. And so, but the problem was that the Trump supporters weren't there yet. And you can watch this on the timeline, satellite pictures, everything else like that. Trump started his speech an hour late. And what I don't know is whether he knew what was going to happen uh, with the insurrection uh, by the deep state uh, and purposely... How, speech...
3: how did Arizona electoral ballots get there?
1: Well, they were voted by the the legislature, and the governor had two different slates of electors. They sent two slates well, of electors then to after, Washington.
3: If Arizona didn't want those ballots, if they didn't want their electors accounted, why come Arizona didn't pull them back?
1: Well, that's a good question. I don't know. Um, but that's part of the problem.
3: Well, we then that's why they got counted, because Arizona didn't
1: pull them back. That's not why. Who else got was supposed to pull them back? No, they got so counted. So you got people they... going. No, no, you're, you're you confusing the issue. You're wrong on one. Well, then why
3: isn't it happening, Greg?
1: Because Mike Pence refused to send the electors back. Have you explained that?
3: No, he, hmm. no he's not supposed to send them back.
1: The yes, states he is.
3: are supposed to call them back.
1: No, but Mike Pence was in charge of January 6th. He's the one that purposely said he's the one that got on the media. This is, this is actually a really good point to argue because a lot of people believe what you're saying and it's not true. So Mike Pence got up and said, the lawyers have told me I cannot send the electors back. But if you look at the law and you look at the Constitution, that was his only, the only thing he could do because you can't have two slates of electors. So the Congress, because he didn't send them back, the second check on the system was for Congress to vote on one of those slates of electors and the conspiracy
3: is the deep, can't vote, wait, I'm not done can't yet. Can't hold on let me finish
1: is, let me finish yankee no. hold on i, I know i got i got i want to make the sequence of, of events logical in people's minds so they understand how this works so mike Pence okay. refused all right no i'm not i'm not trying to shut you up i just want to make a couple things real clear here your points are valid but i, I like to put them in, in all one string so people understand you know what we're saying so the electors the battle, the electors came to congress as of december 15th you had Trump electors from some states and Brandon electors. So you had double electors from different states. Well, you can't count both. All right. So what Mike Pence could have done at that point is send him back. He didn't do it. So let's fast forward to January 6th. Another chance. He could have sent them back before that, but he didn't do it. He says he couldn't, but that's not true. So then we have a series of states that uh, so every state gets counted officially and voted on by the Congress. If a state is challenged by one representative, and one senator, they have two hours of debate and then they come back and vote. But you see, the deep state couldn't afford that. They couldn't afford to have these elections challenged. Again, as I said before, Trump was... Speak- oh, wait, wait, stop. I, I can't let you go on. I've got to Just hold on. Hold your questions. I'll, I'll be, I promise I'll be back to you. So again, as I said, um, Trump was speaking and he was an hour late getting his speech started. What that meant was that the people, the Trump supporters, as they're walking up to the Capitol, they didn't get there by the time Arizona was being challenged. And this is how you know this is a deep state uh, uh, rigged election and a, and a rigged process because Antifa and Black Lives Matter and FBI agents like Ray Epps and everybody else, they had to stop Arizona from being voted on and having it go to electoral challenge. That's why the conspiracy, that's why the deep state seditious conspiracy took place when it did. So they stopped Arizona, they broke in, broke, well, they were led in by the Capitol Hill police. The people that are all involved with this, Capitol Hill police are part of the seditious conspiracy. So they came in, they broke windows and stuff like that, and all of a sudden, all the members of Congress were shuttled down to the basement. Very convenient. That's where the real coup took place. I'll explain that in a minute. So Trump supporters are walking up, Antifa, Black Lives Matter, FBI operatives, and God knows who else were already there in the Capitol. They stopped the proceedings. So then the Congress goes downstairs, the Trump supporters eventually show up, they're brought in, you know, the Capitol Hill invitation will walk in, the doors are open, and away you go. Selfies doing the whole bit, and some really violent people, which I assume are Black Lives Matter, Antifa, or FBI operatives, are, break, are breaking windows and doing all kinds of damage. Then Michael J. Bird assassinates Ashley Babbitt. And then all hell breaks loose and away it goes. Anyway, but the point is down below the Congress, and this is the part where it gets interesting, below the Congress, where the, where the members of Congress were meeting, that's where the deep state, and we had Christina Bob on the show talking about that. Now, she says that they were convinced to vote for Brandon because they didn't want to be like those Trump insurrectionists. I think they had their arms twisted. I think they were told that they, were, they wouldn't get campaign funds, they wouldn't get their leadership positions, that they weren't going to go nowhere in Congress unless they voted for Brandon. So the whole purpose of January 6th was to stop the count, to stop the count of of the of the Trump electors. And they succeeded because the count never took place. So after seven hours of everything that happened January 6th, the Congress is brought back up and every one of those battleground states that Congress voted for the Brandon electors. And that's what for Brandon uh, in the White House illegally because they never did the proper challenge. January 6th, never the official proceeding has never happened. So we're still at January 6th chronologically in terms of history. That's why it happened the way it did, and that's why the, um, the insurrection happened, and that's the deep state conspiracy, seditious conspiracy. Pianchi.
3: As I said before, the states were supposed to call their ballots back, it's not up to Mike Pence to send it back to them. Mm-hmm. Mike Pence is a federal official. He's a vice president. He has no jurisdiction over the states. That's where it all began.
1: Yeah, I just, I just disagree with you. I think he did have jurisdiction. I think that was his job um, to do that. And I can, I can look up the constitutional parts if you want, but I wasn't really you know, going to talk about that so much. But yeah, well, he was in charge of January 6th. He's the one that made the ruling saying they couldn't consider the Trump electors. So if he, couldn't, if he made that ruling, how can you say he's not in charge? That doesn't make sense.
3: He's in charge of counting of what's at hand. And what's but at hand have, is what the, the, right, the state sent If the state of Arizona sent duplicate, mm-hmm. duplicate. ballots, they should have called one back. So here's Mike Pitts got these things in hand. Well, he's going to take the one, whatever fits their purpose. But the state's always has the ability to call them back. I'll send the right ones. You even have a. Uh, you have that question going on in Arizona today. Mm-hmm. People saying these things happen, but they haven't put no no solid proof that they happen. And then it gets out of the public. They, they do the have public solid public proof. They, so did, they did an entire they audit. Paid.
1: No, they do have solid proof. They did an entire audit. Uh, did you ever watch the results of the audit? Did you ever hear the, the day-long presentation of uh, the results of what they found, all the vote fraud they found?
3: But then, why come the state legislature? If they did the audit, the state legislature raised that question. Individuals, they should have, but, is yeah, but
1: they, yeah, but they failed to do so. And Wendy Rogers okay, goes now, on the show. Okay, now they failed to do so. Other, right. if they failed to do so. It
3: is what it is,
1: Greg. Well, yeah, See, and, and you, we're not arguing what is. It, we're it, arguing what should have happened. So I know what is. It, I know it is what is. What If they don't right. do
3: it, then you you in the position that you're in now. I
1: don't, let's go on. You got anything else to talk about? Oh, I got a lot of things else, but I got Warren's comments too, which are really funny. I'll get to those in a minute. So no, let's go to the Constitution, Article I 1, Section 4. The, what's that? I, I
3: don't have
1: time listening. You
3: got to
1: show up. We'll do it after the top of the hour. All right. So, uh, no, I might get to them to some of these are kind of funny, actually. All right. So the Constitution, Article 1, Section 4. The times, places, and manner of holding elections for senators and representatives shall be prescribed in each state by the legislature thereof. But the Congress may at times, uh, by law, make or alter such regulations except as to the places of choosing senators. Okay. Congress shall assemble at least once in every year, and such meetings shall be – okay, right here. Each House shall be the judge of its own elections, returns, and qualifications. Okay, so we need to get the presidential one. Each House shall return each House, shall keep a journal. All right. So the the basic part is that the manner of holding elections for senators and representatives uh, is, is, is the state legislature. Where does it say about the electors? I need to find that part. Uh, it's in here somewhere. I might have to do this tomorrow. Um, I'll look it up. But uh, that's but the states are responsible for the for the the electors, the, the electors to to elect the president. The president
3: because the is states elect the, by the Electoral college, not popular right.
1: vote. No, it's not the popular vote. That's not electoral
3: true. college is in the control of the state
1: legislature. Right. So the popular vote is just kind of a beauty contest. It's not. It's it's a good guideline, but it's not a mandate, unless the state makes it a mandate. If they mandate the popular vote, uh, that's where the electors go. That's different.
3: Well, the, the way the math works out, it, it is that. And that's just the way the math works.
1: Not necessarily. Um, no, I'm going to disagree with you on that, too. All right. So let's – I, I don't want to take the time in the show to, to find it right now, but I'll get the laws governing um, governing the uh, the electors. But the main point is that this is a seditious conspiracy. This is a seditious conspiracy um, to put in there because uh, you look at everything that's happened. They violated the law so many different times um, that uh, this is what's happening now. Let me just go over this again. Let me give some of my articles real quickly here. Here's part of the conspiracy, too. So I found an article from Zero Hedge. It talks about J6 attorney says feds using military counterterrorism tactics against Americans. This is part of the conspiracy. So part of the conspiracy is what Merrick Garland at the attorney general's office is doing to intimidate people, to round up people that were simply there January 6th, call them conspirators. So a lot of the conspiracy is actually calling other people conspirators and putting them in jail done by the conspirators themselves. So this is from uh, Matt McGregor by the Epic Times via... Um, Tyler Durden and Zero Hedge. He says an attorney has called on House of Representatives, House Republicans, excuse me, to investigate and defund the Department of Justice efforts to prosecute defendants being treated as domestic terrorists for their presence uh, at the January 6, 2021 rally at the U.S. Capitol. Exactly what we're talking about. And the quote is, and this is from Carol Stewart, uh, who represents uh, several J6 defendants. Uh, says this could go on for two or three more years unless House Speaker Kevin McCarthy takes the floor and declares that the DOJ is abusing legislation. So Stuart McCarthy, and that would be uh, Carol Stewart uh said mccarthy can make a resolution and start the investigation into the abuse of u.s criminal codes which relate to restricted buildings on ground civil disorders and tampering witness uh victim or an important uh informant respectively so this i probably get this i'm kind of a little riled up to do with this right now uh we might get back to that but i've got an article on this there's another one here on j6 prisoners yeah i'm gonna hold off on these right now we got to get i think we better settle the main problem here which is is it so, so so are you asking are you saying it's not a seditious conspiracy on the part of the deep state to steal the election or are you saying it is but it's just well, different
3: the, you know well i know what you're talking about but i'm uh-huh.
1: going to be the public
3: who in the hell is the deep state it's like these it's like the old proverbial days in okay. this. the
1: the deep people state. hear this all the time the deep state the deep state
3: okay. well who I'll in the hell is, is the deep state
1: the deep state is a conspiracy of elites in, in various government What's agencies. In the, I'm, I'm telling you what it is. You asked me the question. Let me answer the question. The deep state is conspiracy, a shadow government, a government that operates outside the law. Uh, the military-industrial complex is part of it. The government, big pharma, big tech, uh, fascist cabal is part of it. These are people that control the country that are doing it illegally. It involves members of Congress. It involves members of the executive branch, especially the ones that didn't you know, go along with Trump. They tried to sabotage him. It involves the judiciary, uh, so the courts all the way up to the Supreme Court. It involves state legislators, state governors, secretaries of state. It involves anybody who is operating outside the law. The mil, you know, to, to do things that uh, could not be done constitutionally, all right? Stealing the government is, is the biggest example of the deep state. That's what the deep, so in other words, they stole the government. This is a government chosen by the government, so they can impose all kinds of, of horrible, tyrannical uh, policies on, on us that we would never vote for ourselves. So the, the, one of the greatest evidences of the deep state is the fact that nobody would vote for what's going on now. So these people are not operating at the consent of the governed. The deep state doesn't care about the consent of the governed. They don't care about the Constitution. They don't care on the, about the limits to power. They don't care that they sabotage the, the uh, January 6th count. They don't care that they entrapped you know, thousands of Trump supporters up top uh, and had them walk into the Capitol. They don't care that they arm twisted under the Capitol. They don't care that they manipulate the media. They don't care that they sent the FBI to control Facebook and Twitter. They don't care that there's a huge conspiracy between social media, uh, you know, Google search engines. Um, the deep state, the the various branches of government, uh, and the and the shadow government of Obama, uh, Susan Rice, Hillary Clinton, and anybody else that's involved with it, that's the deep state. It's the government within the government that is operating secretly, outside the law. That's what the deep state is. Question?
3: And the people don't care about this either.
1: That's not the issue. Most people don't that's care about most of the we stuff we talk make about here. Difference. Yeah. Yeah, but so we still finished. have to we we still have to fight for their freedom whether they, they care make, about it or not. Because we won't have well,
3: it. they make the, Well yeah, but you can't do that. All you can do is talk about it and you're no, not I putting on no names to this beach state. Hey, people need to have names and what did they do? When did they do it? How did they
1: do it? I named it? a bunch and of names. And that's I named a bunch impossible of
3: already.
1: Oh, Anthony yeah, Blinken, Blinken, Joe Biden Mitch change. McConnell. Well, What's that? Why I named
3: come you ain't the only one doing that. Why come it's not changed? Because the people don't care.
1: No, well, that's part of the problem. Yeah, most people don't care. And I understand that. But, you know, it's like the founding fathers realized the, the same thing that I realized. Well, they realized it a lot sooner, that not everybody's going to fight for freedom. You know, it was only a third of the country wanted freedom. It's only a third of the country that wanted to break away from the colonies of, uh, wanted, wanted the colonies to break away from England. A third didn't care and a third were you know, we're loyalists, loyal to the Crown. Well, you know, so it, so you how know, is it that a minority like how it. is it the wait a minute, how is it the minority third created this country and we celebrate them? Well that's a time
3: machine. People don't roll time machines forever. The thing is, yeah, is it, that you got a news media that's presenting you got a news media that's presenting things to the people. They see the crowd at January sixth that's the insurrection that they see. They are the one that has to make the change.
1: They're not going to do it.
3: No, but they don't have the right
1: information. They you can't expect people to make the right decision, when they but don't they have the right information.
3: They got all kinds of information. It's just like 9-11. All yeah. sorts of information coming in. It's confusion. Uh-huh.
1: Well, there are certain people who will take the time to understand the story, and a, and a lot of folks will drink Bud Light and watch football. And I can't help them. And they are we... to
3: a hill of a beam. They don't have enough numbers to mm-hmm. do anything. That
1: mm-hmm. should be a rapper. Yeah. So you think I should, like, you know, give this up and just go home because now the people understand, you know, no, you what, what, what freedom is all about?
3: Okay. <laughs> you have to do what you're going to do is talk. It still mm-hmm. has to settle into somebody's mind in order to produce an action to change mm-hmm. things. And I'm yep. saying it's not going to change because the people are ignorant of the process of how to make it change, if they were not ignorant of the process of how to make it change, it should have changed by now. It won't.
1: Yeah, no, I don't think it will change. No, because you've got too many forces against it. You know, We're suppressed. No, if, I ex- like if I had I full, access full access to, to the, to you by the
3: state of Louisiana, Louisiana What's has passed that? a House Bill 299, which basically mm-hmm. tells the federal government that we are a Second Amendment observation state. We're not going to follow your Rules
1: mm-hmm. and that's perfectly 8, valid. Yeah,
3: we are not going right. to follow your. That's what it takes. A legislation has a legislative body has to make that point.
1: Mm-hmm. Well, see, I think we're we're in new ground now too because you know the states have never had to deal with uh with an insurrection government. They've never had to deal with who. Everybody's new at this. You know, they, and they don't know how to react fast yeah. enough. We do. I agree. You know, I can I can write legislation to corrective stuff all the time, but uh, but the thing is, uh, the people aren't used to reacting to this. They're not used to the idea that Roe v. Wade was a completely illegal decision, and nobody had to follow it because the Supreme Court can't make law. Now, you,
3: know, you can write you can write legislation, uh-huh. but it has to be carried
1: through a well, process. See, that's, that's, of and that's that's what that's the main problem. So you're, 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 so you're absolutely right. You're absolutely right. One
3: person Greg things.
1: Yeah, But that's the priority, and that's what we're dealing with right now. And so as I try and expand this and I try and get more groups involved, more people involved, more media involved, you know, I'm talking to a lot of folks. Um, I can't tell you on the air, but I'm talking to a lot of folks. And so there are things in the work to greatly expand our reach. We need to break through the censorship. And the more we break through, um, the better, the more effect we're going to have because people don't even know what's possible. We talk about things that that people have never even heard of in terms of possibilities.
3: Yeah, that's the same thing with the... Other organizations, but you can look at some of your groups yeah, that come we're on. Better. Look at the we're guns. We're better. We tell them <laughs> the women need to their guns. What well, are
1: they, they reluctant
3: to? They're scared to. Mm-hmm.
1: Yep, I know. I didn't say this is going to be easy. See, Why most are you don't have
3: rights. You don't use them.
1: Exactly. No, I agree <laughs> with you. You know, I, you're absolutely right there. And something you said earlier too that I want to uh, dispute too. That's uh, the, the, the Bill Barr said it, so it didn't originate. Uh, with you, but what he said was that uh, you know there's not enough election fraud to overturn the election, and I've said that's like saying that you know you, the bank robber didn't steal enough money to put the bank out of business. It's the same thing. You know, you're guilty of vote fraud not because you changed the election, but because you cheated. You know, if someone cheats in a race the and comes in third, the best thing that
3: happen to the elections is go back to the old paper ballot. Well,
1: I know and that ballots we've talked about
3: that.
1: Right. But that does not, that does, that's not going to help the situation now that the 2020 election was stolen. That has to be corrected. The history books have to be corrected. The record has to be set straight. The people that committed the crime have to be arrested. And, the, you know, and there's like a lot of people that are either accessories or directly involved in the seditious conspiracy of putting Brandon illegally in the White House because everybody knows, who knows anything about this, knows that the election was stolen. The evidence is overwhelming. It's huge. So that's the that, that's that's conspiracy.
3: A, you had a debate between Donald Trump and a lady here the other day.
0: Yeah, she asked him
3: four times, which is related to the 2020 elections, and she's trying to apply the same situation with 2024. Would mm-hmm. you accept the outcome? Well, what mm-hmm. she's basically saying is that people not accepting the outcome in 2020 is nothing more than a bunch of death cases.
1: Mm-hmm. Exactly. She said there they was no vote that. fraud. She said there was no vote fraud in 2020. Well, she can't say that because there was. You know, She says there's no evidence of vote. I can't. Then she says, I can't let and you lie, she but she's the one who's lying. So, but see, now Trump needs to call her on that. He needs to call her and say there's plenty of evidence. You just haven't looked at it, and you won't look at and it. And
3: then when you, when you tell people, at, what, what do people say? say? Well, the courts, did, the courts rejected right. that notion.
1: Okay, let me explain that again. Well, the, the court courts did the right thing. All right, no, no, stop, 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 stop. Hold on, hold on i gotta correct I got to correct what you're saying. It's not true. <laughs> the courts did not look at the evidence. That's why they ruled the way they did. They said there's not enough evidence you know, to, to make a ruling, but they didn't actually look at the evidence. That's how they got around it. It was what we call plausible deniability. The other thing was, was on um, the idea that, uh, that you know, there wasn't enough vote fraud to overturn the election. There was, but even if there wasn't, it doesn't matter because cheating is still cheating. If somebody cheats and comes in fifth in the race, it doesn't change first, second, or third, but they still get disqualified because they cheated. Okay, same thing applies here. Um, you said something else. Got yeah, the courts. What else was what you were saying? I, I need to dispute one more thing, and i forgot what it was.
3: What more evidence are you going to give the courts?
1: Well, the, the, see, they didn't look at the vote fraud evidence. They didn't look at the movies. They didn't look at the tapes. They didn't look at the files. They didn't look at the affidavits. They How didn't if look they at
3: it. If, if they did, now what? Now what? <laughs> yeah.
1: Now, 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 the, we, now the state, you come to no, the no, courts no, 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 no. No, no, no. Let me stop. Let me, let me tell you exactly what's going to happen. OK. When, if the courts did what they should have done, which was to rule the election invalid, um, then Brandon would be disqualified and Trump wins in each state where they found. You know
3: probably. what my daughter stated that could have would have should have.
1: Yeah, but she's wrong. Now what? is now, it's going to come Yaki, down to Yaki. one
3: thing, and you you butt off the air. It's going to come down. Now what? They didn't do it. Now
1: what? Well, now they need to be prosecuted for not following the law. They need to be removed as judges. to Well, I'm going to see what happens. You know, I'm not asking if I'm going to do It's a silly <laughs> question because obviously I'm not going to do it. Okay, but well, it needs what to be I'm done. Saying? All right. So here's what happened. So those states where the election was found to be fraudulent, where there was vote fraud, Brandon gets dis- disqualified. And if Brandon is disqualified, that means his electors are disqualified. And if that happens, that means the Trump electors win and the, vote, the electoral vote count has changed and Trump you know, should have gotten his third term, his second term. But because it's too late for that now, I mean, although he could take office now, I think, it, I think it'd be a, a lot tougher um, to do it. But because of that, these people who didn't do their job The the judges who failed to follow the law need to be be removed. The state legislators that violated the law, the secretaries of state and the governors, well, they probably need to be imprisoned. And anybody that had a hand in this seditious conspiracy to overthrow the legitimate government of Donald Trump, which he won, those people need to be in jail for seditious conspiracy up to 20 years. Now, who's going to do it? Good question. I hope Trump does it. I hope Trump appoints a really tough
3: Trump attorney general
1: and, and hundreds of people get arrested. That's what I hope happens. Trump's
3: not going to uh, do it. If, if Trump it, uh, in twenty twenty four, he's going to get it. If he gets it, it is a, he won't. I don't know. You that don't know? But see, the thing well, is, see, is I, this. I, well, I don't right. know if he's going to get elected or not. Do you?
1: Uh, I'm pretty sure he is.
3: Well, you pretty sure it's getting back to woulda, coulda, shoulda.
1: No, it's not. I can't guarantee it.
3: Yeah, yeah, but all, you're the, evidence, sure. you don't know all the, the evidence future.
1: points to the if fact. If that, that
3: was the case, case, you go buy a lotto ticket with the winning numbers for next week. The thing is, nice. is that it has to go back to its origination. You got to put things in place to assure a transparent and fair casting of ballots from here on out. And the way it looks like, they don't want to do that either.
1: Remember, I got distracted for a second. Say that last bit again. It don't matter. It's okay. <laughs> I'll, I'll check it on the podcast later. All right. So so we have a fundamental disagreement. And part of the disagreement, I think, uh, is the fact that I'm saying what the law says and I'm saying what should be done. And you're much more of a realist saying, well, this is not going to happen. You know, this, this is what's going on. And I understand that. Um, I disagree. Otherwise, I wouldn't do what I'm doing. That I think if given the critical mass of enough people hearing what we're doing, you know, get on some major shows where millions of people can understand, you know, what we're doing at action radio, then citizen legislation becomes a lot more viable. I believe that if Trump, you know, when he wins, will appoint a ridiculously strong attorney general and a whole lot of people in the conspiracy that stole the election are going to end up in jail. And I think they have to, otherwise this is going to happen again. Uh, Again, I think the judges who refuse to take the cases should be removed. Whether they are or not, don't know. The legislators that refused to put their Trump electors forward or at least back their, their, their party uh, or at least back their uh, their, their claim of, of the electors they put forward, they should be unelected. They should be gotten out. It's not a crime what they did. They just refused to act. What are we going to um, do with the state still,
3: legislature? You know, they only there for, what, six years?
1: Well, it depends. If
3: I mean years you think this is
1: going to take the happen? Okay, so the, the legislators that should have disqualified their Brandon electors and put forward the Trump electors, that's not a crime. That's just – that's just stupid. <laughs> That's just not following. That you know, uh, is that following the law? Well, there has to uh, be a
3: crime. the The crime has to start with them. And as mm-hmm. I said before, legislature is not going to be around for forty years. They only going to be there for a short period of time. Now mm-hmm. you're dealing with a whole new crop of people.
1: Mm-hmm. No, I agree with you there. Um, but I think that the legislators were were negligent. I don't think they were criminal. They should have. But that's a matter of policy. They should have disqualified the Brandon electors and put forward the Trump electors when they found evidence of vote fraud, which they did. That's Who what they should the have
3: done. Do right? Who makes people the legislature do. do the right thing? People. And if the people don't know,
1: and if they don't. Right. But see, the people are dependent on the free press. to get the Right. so the, But there's a conspiracy. Now they're not.
3: Now they're not uh-huh. Press information out there all over the place. But the thing is that your people are not going to do it. It's going to complicate the thing. You know why? Because you bring in a lot of immigrants, and they don't have no, no sympathy, mm-hmm. no relative uh, association with what we're talking about, because they came up all through their life with something that was different. That's right. a problem.
1: So that's that's why they're being brought in. So the whole idea is to replace Americans with illegals who have a no clue how this country mindset. operates. Right. Exactly. No, I understand that. That's not direct conspiracy no for cons- the U.S. Constitution. All right. So in some ways, that actually, no, I think about it, that is part of the seditious conspiracy, because what the conspiracy is to replace Americans with illegals who who are not Americans, who don't know how our system works, and then have them become citizens and vote. Any knowledge of this country whatsoever. So one of the most important things there that I you did, go. yeah, one of the most important things I did when I became a citizen uh, was I followed the requirements to become a citizen, which included, contrary to what uh, Warren's been saying, you know, in all his comments here, um, I did learn the Constitution, I did memorize the Bill of Rights, you know, and I got a great appreciation for this country more so than the school system. Tommy, me. I mean, my patriotism really began in college when I was studying for my citizenship test. I took it when I was twenty-one. You know, and things I learned in government at different times. But what really got me, and I was, you know, becoming a patriot anyway, but that process was greatly accelerated. You know, my love for this country, you know, increased when I learned the process of becoming a citizen. So the citizenship process is actually critical. And the fact that none of these illegalians well, are it. let me ask you something.
3: You got any kids? Yeah.
1: What's that? I do have a daughter.
3: Yeah. How many grandkids have you got? Because these none. kids, people that's coming into the country, they're having mm-hmm. babies like rabbits. Mm-hmm. And their idea did, I was going to follow into it, probably be worse so.
1: Right. So well, here's the here truth now. Uh, problem. This, is an, uh, yeah, this is another show. We're going to deal with this another show. The idea that this so-called birth, what I call birth fraud citizenship, illegal aliens cannot give birth to American citizens. They can't. You know, foreign nationals cannot give birth to American citizens. The 14th Amendment is very clear. If you're subject to the jurisdiction, if you're a citizen of another country, then your kids are citizens of, of your country. They're not citizens of the United States. I don't care if they're born here or not. It's not a geographic jurisdiction. It's a citizenship jurisdiction. I just you got a, uh, show.
3: a mayor elected in Chicago that thinks it's okay for illegals to vote on state and local
1: concerns. Well, see, that's wrong. State
3: legislators are voted by people com- so illegals can vote for state legislatures.
1: No, they can't. See, illegals can't be yes, here. They can. No, they can't. Not legally. They can't be here. Yeah, well, I know they're doing it, but they're breaking the law, just as the people who are taking the elections, who set this up. No, they're they're, not breaking the law. Yes, they they are. If, if, just like New York said, that it's okay for them to vote,
3: they're going to vote.
1: No, but it's not okay for them to vote. It's not okay because they can't be here. You know, not even well, not even um, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait, 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 wait. wait, wait. A permanent state. residents cannot vote in an election. People with green cards, people well, that the a government has said requirement, right? You can no that's no, that's that's, that's everything. It's no permanent residents no is a federal
3: no. designation.
1: No. Now, permanent residents cannot state, vote.
3: What if the local vote. government says it's okay for illegals to vote? They person it's,
1: They can't say that. They can't say that. That is they against know. the law. Well, I know they do, but they can't.
3: Well, I don't have the right in beginning? front of me.
1: I, give me a chance to look it up. I don't have it I right I can in front tell of me. you
3: right now, there is no law that says that that can't happen.
1: All right. Let me just Where is it up. going to come from? Let Congress me look it up. Congress can oh.
3: dictate to a local government
1: sure who
3: it permits to. No, they can't. That's the see. problem in these conversations. We keep going over into areas and coming back per convenience. Because
1: well, you... See, I see. I always say what is allowed to happen and what can't, and what's the law, and you say it's happening anyway. So that's the difference where we have.
3: And, and I'm saying it's happening because what right. you say, the law, has no effect on these
1: people. Okay, I got the website right here. Okay, hold on. We're going to settle this. USA.gov. This is direct from the U.S. government. Who can and cannot vote? And it says you can vote in the U.S. Federal. federal. Stop, events,
0: stop. Greg. Don't talk.
1: Stop. Stop. Let me finish. Who can and cannot vote? This is from USA.gov. This is a government website who says you can vote in U.S. federal, state, and local elections if you are a U.S. citizen, Uh, meet your state's residency requirements, are 18 years old, and are registered to vote by your state's voter registration deadline. That's who can vote. Who cannot vote? Who is that? Who's, stop, stop, who's stop. that? Wait, well, let me finish. Let me finish. Let me finish. Who cannot vote? Non-citizens, including permanent legal residents, cannot vote in federal, state, or oh, it says in most local elections. Okay, we're going to have to look at that. So you, you know, let's see what's going on. Uh, some people <laughs> that's fall in the, felony right
3: there. No, don't run okay, from gotta, that. Uh, don't run from that. That's okay. what it is. They have uh, no control over local and, and state elections. They don't.
1: Okay. So let me. I got research. Well, anyway, it says, It's after ten o'clock, man. I got to go. Okay. Well, let me. Then, uh, I will sum this up one more time. Come back again. to a better Jack. argument next time. I had a great and argument. You know what I did what? Well, yeah, but, but okay. I totally. You know, I I made my case. You made your case. We'll see what the listeners can tell ends All right. So this seems to me a contradiction. So just to sum up, you know, unfortunately, if you can listen to the podcast, you can you can you can take me uh, on this tomorrow. So it says very clearly who can vote. You know, is very clear. You have to be a U.S. citizen to vote in federal, state, and local elections. So I don't see how they can say that you cannot vote uh, except it says in most local elections you cannot vote in. That doesn't make sense to me, that's a contradiction. So I'm gonna have to consider that contradiction uh, and look this up further, but the website is usa.gov. Right here, who can and cannot vote? It's very clearly, you can vote if you're a US citizen, uh, you meet your state's residency requirements, you're 18 years or older, and you've registered to vote. That's who can vote. So this idea that people cannot vote uh, it says non-citizens cannot vote in most local elections. That doesn't make sense because it says very clearly in the first one, only U.S. citizens can vote in all elections. So I will see if I can resolve this before tomorrow. It's a good point of consideration. Got to play a couple things, uh, and then I'll be back just to let you know. Our main websites are blogtalkradio.com slash citizenaction. Uh, our legislative website is writeyourlaws.com, W-R-I-T-E-Y-O-U-R-L-A-W-S. Uh, contribution sites are com and PayPal slash paypal.com slash PayPal me slash action radio. Um we have our substack, gregpenglis.substack dot com. Um and I do I do appreciate any uh, uh monthly subscriptions to us. paid subscriptions ten dollars a month, you know, whatever whatever works best for you. Um I think that's about it all I want to say. And there's always more to say. This has been an interesting morning. (laughs) Yeah. Lots of fun. All right. I'll play a couple things for you. play our our customary Tuesday uh, outgoing classical music, and I will see you tomorrow morning, Wednesday, uh, at 7 a.m. Central Time. Greg Penglis here for my book, The Complete Guide to Flight Instruction. Everyone at some point in their life wants to learn how to fly. Few try. Even fewer go on to get a license. I believe a major reason for that is how we teach people how to fly. The Complete Guide to Flight Instruction is featured on the Action Radio with Greg Panko's Facebook page and is available from Amazon.com. Well, that sounds good. Even better. Okay, how about your car? If you want the best service for your vehicle, please talk to James at Florida Stores Automotive Great care, better health through better knowledge and advocacy. This is Greg Penglis. So what is Action Radio? It is a radio show with its own citizen legislature. That's you, the listener. It is a fully interactive system of listeners, expert guests, social media, writing bills, legislator input, bill submission, lobbying, and citizen action. Action Radio is the future of talk radio using all the available technology in one completely integrated new system. You are listening to Action Radio Online with Greg Penglis.